little rollin', hey little rollin', hey little rollin', I don't like you. Hey little dude, look at you trying to talk now. Why you got them goggles right above your eyes? You're an AI, you can't do nothing with those. You look like you just came out of Crimson Skies. I said you look like you're straight out of Crimson Skies. Nobody wants to listen, little man. When they speak, you're a five, they're a ten, roll it! Nobody gonna give you the time of day. Is that why you got off a sea and had to shout, hey? Oh, look, little yellow man and get in his way. Lil said, yellow man, rolling. You are such a pain. Please don't be in the next game. Don't be in there, not anywhere near there. Please just go elsewhere and you do you. There may be a time when stars align. Oh, how divine. But from now until then, you're no ten. I will say when. I'm sorry for going poo poo. On your opinion, you're so yellow, dude. Oh, look. Now, little man, go kicking in a screaming. Little man, you're mad. You're a UNSC fad. I want songs done. So suck it. Spartans and Spartan killers alike, you're tuning in to the one and only Good Gravy, Miss Daisy, Sacred Icon Podcast, where we talk all things Halo. We're back, like a butt crack, with episode 98, and it's great. Guys, we are, we got a lot to cover on this one, and it's pretty crazy because I think we're starting to see the wheels start to turn with the marketing now. I think we're at that point, and uh, I can't wait to dive right in, so without further ado... I'm Jurassic Joshua Hargis. Join with me as always. It's my buddy, my pal. Would you know what my friend? He invited me to his wedding. I drove all the way out and it was amazing. It was so beautiful. Such a great, such a great couple. I love them so much. Brian Arvett. <laughs> now that's what I call intros featuring Joshua Hargis. Coming to you soon. <laughs> oh, I like that. Uh, yeah, guys, like we're finally we're in November now, and it seems very apparent that uh 343 was basically just holding back a bunch of stuff, and then they said, once it's November, we're going to open the floodgates. And we've been getting you know, some sizable stuff and then some smaller stuff, but we kind of just started to add up all the little things we had to talk about. And we're like, okay, I think it's time we do a, an episode all covering the all this stuff. Small things. Small things. <laughs> she left me roses, roses. by the stairs. <laughs> Surprises, let me know she cares. <laughs> oh, that's a good yeah, song. That's good. There you go, guys. The Blink-182 reenactment you wanted. Yes. Um, but yeah, Josh, so let's get going. Okay, we got a lot of cool, fun stuff to talk about for we Halo do, Infinite. Man. We'll start from the smallest stuff and kind of work up to the biggest stuff. Uh, Josh, I'll let you talk about this one first because I know this one is much more closer to your heart than mine. <laughs> Halo Soap. Oh, let's hear it. It's very near and dear to my heart because I scrub it on my chest. Yes. There you go. Uh, Dr. Squatch is uh, just recently put out that they're doing a limited time uh, Spartan scrub scent and uh, for for it coinciding with the release of Halo Infinite. And I think this is I think this is great. It's um, seven bark. Roots? I don't even know what that is. I, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. But um, it says, description reads, Shower like a Spartan and power up as you lather up with this limited edition battle-ready brick. 
Spartan Scrub is equipped with Halo-inspired ingredients, like exfoliating Little John in Bishop's Wart, plus soothing Seven Bark Root to leave you feeling as powerful as the Master Chief himself. Aromas of Silver Sage, Yazoo, and Cedarwood will transport you to the battlefield and slay your stink so you can feel like a man and smell like a hero. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can get uh, in uh, one bar right now for uh, about $8, and uh, it's not, not too, too bad. Now, I've used these products before, guys, and... Um, I'm still going to use them again. I actually ordered me one of this, but uh, they don't last too, too long, but they do smell incredibly good. Um, and I was telling Brian the other day, guys, I'm going to, I bought one, but I'm not going to use it until the night of Infinite's launch. So like an hour before the game comes out, I'm going to go take a very long shower and I'm going to exfoliate with all that. So that way, when I go into the game, I smell Delta Halo when I see Delta Halo, you know what I'm saying? What are you? What are your only thoughts way. on this soap, Brian? It's just, the only just, way to do that. I mean, it's kind of ridiculous, honestly. <laughs> I mean, let me let me be fair here and say that when I was younger, I would totally. And I'm not I'm not above buying this stuff now. But when I was younger, I would have got all this stuff. You guys remember back when Halo Three was coming out? I was making sure I had the game fuel. I had cups, two liters, every version that that would stuff would come in. Um, you know, little uh, figurines and, and different stuff from, I think it was Burger King at the time. Um, yeah. I had to have all that stuff because that's how I was back then. And I, I get it. I still see people doing that now. They're like, I got to get me the Rockstar cans. I got to get me this. I got to get me that. I got to get me the Dr. Squatch soap bar. And, it, and it's funny how it works because pretty much everyone buying this stuff knows that it's not really any, there's nothing about that soap bar that makes it Halo. There's nothing about your Burger King French fries back in Illusions, Michael. But it, it helps you celebrate the event that is getting the game. So it's it's just fun to do that stuff. Uh, luckily, I've kind of grown out of it. Not that it's a maturity thing, because it's totally not. I, it's not beneath me at all. If they if they put the right product up, I'll buy it. But for the most part, I've kind of grew out of that. So I, did, I haven't bought any. Actually, I did buy the Monster Drink back in back from last year before. You know, I forgot to delay. I did oh, buy yeah. one of those. Zero sugar or whatever. Uh, like actually, no, I got a regular sugar one just to keep oh, it okay. sealed. It's on my shelf right now. So I did buy keep one of those. Keep it sealed. Keep it safe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, just all this marketing tie and stuff gets people hyped. So yeah, I won't be buying that. But if somebody was like, you know, give me some soap for Christmas or something, I would like some Halo Doctor Squatch soap. That'd be cool. But you know, I'm good with you know my my Dollar General brand, whatever, just to keep myself clean. <laughs> I'm not that stinky of a guy, luckily. So no, it's um, always good to try different stuff. I was gonna say, I sometimes I kind of get annoyed with a bit how the advertiser stuff, like it's like manly and stuff. It's like I I I use sulfate free. Uh, female shampoo because it smells good if it smells good that's all that mm. matters it shouldn't matter yeah. but these products are good uh very usually very healthy ingredients that they use i know they have sulfate free shampoo which is the healthiest shampoo you guys should use mm. but they don't have halo ones of that they just have the spartan scrub so but it oh, looks it looks really cool as you're eating your doritos and drinking your energy drinks you have the, the unhealthy soap bar it makes i'm gonna sit there like when i sit down in the chair the game boots up and i'm gonna go <sighs> Just had that inhale, and what I'm if like, you oh, just, it smells so good. What if you just, so nice. to make really get the full effect, just before you start playing Halo Infinite, you just place this Dr. Squatch soap bar between your butt cheeks and just leave it there the entire time you play through the campaign? Oh, yeah. I forgot to mention I was going to do that, but yeah, that's what I was planning on doing. Oh, too. okay. Well, yeah. that makes sense. That's I yeah. think that's what only the logical, like, true fans would do. Like, i just like you to, like, you be on, like, a Zoom call with me or something. You look over, and you're like, Brian, do you have a, do you have a soap bar between your butt cheeks? But like, no, and you'd be like, not a true fan. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Creighton. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My brother would always say that. Not a true fan. And if he did anything that he deemed not worthy, not a true fan. Uh, oh, that's uh, that's funny. That's no, great. very, very yeah. cool. Very, very cool, though. Um, it's nice to see. 
Yeah. So moving into some some bigger bigger news. Uh, earlier this week, IGN revealed a new multiplayer map for Halo Infinite called Streets. Yeah. Uh, we've Hell found yeah. out that IGN is going to be covering new uh, Halo Infinite information all month long. But basically, Streets is a like four v four map. No vehicles, you know, smaller map that's got some resemblances to Bizarre, or I'm sorry, not Bizarre, um, Plaza from Halo 5. Also some some resemblances to Mombasa as well because it is set in New Mombasa. But uh, for me and Josh, it kind of reminded us more of, uh, of Plaza from Halo 5. Very colorful, very vibrant, lots to look at, lots to draw your eye. Um, what do you think about this map, Josh, from, from looking at I'm it? I'm loving it. I'm actually watching some gameplay in the background just seeing... Uh uh, an oddball match be played right now and honestly so far i mean it, it's a hot take obviously and I, i'm not definitive in this right now but so far it looks like it's going to be my most enjoyable map to play on out of what we've seen just because it's got such neat aesthetics it's on taking us back to mombasa you know and, and it really gives me a bit of a it invokes some halo 2 vibes mixed with a little bit of um you know some halo 5 stuff like you said with plaza i think especially in some of the starting rooms you start out at it just kind of has that kind of like green and teal yet blue aesthetic and it's got some like urban uh, uh aesthetics too and stuff like that and i just i love this uh approach to it how do you feel about the scale of it like the size i mean it seems really small to me i could be wrong but it seems pretty small well i was looking i see i'm seeing all the different nooks and crannies all different places to clamber up and down and i'm like man almost seems like like i if this i feel like i almost wonder if this would be better like suited for like a 5v5 instead of 4v4 but i don't know i mean when i'm seeing the gameplay now it looks very well, they've really been marketing both in the original sh- like reveal of this map plus the mm-hmm. the two gameplay footage uh, bit tidbits that were released earlier today. They've been really marketing this map for like oddball and strongholds. Mm-hmm. Um, and actually, Ryan McCaffrey mentioned in the first video maybe this would be a good map for CTF. And basically, the guy he was talking to was like in a really nice way was basically like, "Nah, this eh. isn't a CTF map." <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's oddball strongholds, typical four V four. Um, I don't know. This map looks really good. I'm, I'm impressed by it. I, I mean, mm-hmm. I think as far as aesthetics go, Halo 5's maps were the worst, you know, Halo 5's maps were very plain. So this, this is like, looks like another great map in the slew of maps that will be an in infinite, but for it personal does. preference, I probably the one I'm least interested in of all the maps we've got so far, actually. Oh, really? Chat me up um, about that. Why is that? Um, I don't know. It just, uh, I guess it has more of the city, the city vibe, more ODST type vibe than it does the Halo ring vibe. You know, it's, okay. it's not very, it's not Forerunner or Halo ring. It looks like, I mean, honestly, it's a map. There's something to talk about. It's a map set on Earth, right? I mean, I think we're pretty safe in saying that this map is just a map set on Earth. We're not going to be on Earth. Well, that's Halo what I was going to ask you, but, too, as a follow up. So I'll do it right now. Like, we've seen the bizarre and now this. I mean, do you think there's small potential that we may be going to Earth, or do you think we're, the whole game's going to take place on Delta Halo? I think it's a good possibility that in the 10 year lifespan, we could have some kind of DLC campaign that takes place on an Earth. On Earth. Mm-hmm. But for Infinite's main campaign, I, I think we're going to have one mission in space at the beginning up in a frigate or ship, and then the rest will be on Zeta Halo. So. No, I think they're mostly just using the universe to its full potential for multiplayer maps. I mean, we had we had multiplayer maps in, in, in other Halo games that took like Halo Four had a map that took place on a Halo Ring, um, and what you were never on a Halo Ring in Halo Four. So that's a good point. There's precedent for that. So it makes me excited at the thought of that, but I mean, uh, not in a sense of like I make or break. Oh wow, I'm seeing this new gun. Oh, that's the Sentinel beam being used. Holy yeah. shit! Wow, that's the I'm footage that from today, right? Yeah, that looks wow. Yeah. That's different. It's got like a burst fire. 
No, he's always oh, just firing it in burst. Well, okay, I do like this map though too because um, when I was seeing the look like the Slayer match they were playing from the first IGN video the other day, um, it looked like they had rockets in like middle. And I was like, when I saw that, I got real excited because so far in the maps we played, I haven't really felt that sense of like push or pull anxiety, that anxiousness mm-hmm. to to really get to the power weapon. And seeing it there, kind of front and center on this map, really got me excited for that kind of like initial struggle for momentum. So the power play, yeah, I get, so I get really the vibe that. that I get the vibe that you know power weapons are still going to be very vital and, and core to the play, the gameplay experience of, of competitive. But at the same time, I do feel like the importance of power weapons has been a little diminished from Halo Five because Halo Five made them front and center. Like Halo right. Five was like, get that power weapon; it's all that matters. But I feel like mm-hmm. Infinite with its with its uh, equipment and its different pathways around the maps. Um, They've kind of they've kind of made it not as important. You know what I mean? I feel like yeah, I do. You can do you can do like if you if you decide to just not go for the power weapon, you decide to go get yourself a grapple shot or or maybe a thruster or something that might just be just as vital or an overshield. You know what I mean? Right. I kind of I both love that and I both hate that. I mean, I love that it's different. It's trying to be different, but I also kind of I, I, I hate that uh I really took away from that because I just realized like that that was kind of a foundational element in Halo Five that I wanted to see carry forward. Like I mean, obviously change yeah. whatever they want to change, but that was just something I thought. Oh man, I want to see this in every Halo, but well, it doesn't like, mean it's not going to be there. Yeah, there, there's the part of me that says like if I had my way, like if I was selfishly doing my own Halo, mm-hmm. I think I would want it to be like Halo One and Two, where it's just you have weapons and grenades. And then map play. There's no equipment. There's no abilities. Nothing. But to be fair, I already have Halo One and Two, so I like to see them go in this direction and evolving off of Halo Three's equipment. That's a good way to do it because it doesn't really affect yeah. the core gameplay, you know. So no, absolutely. Yeah. Bottom line, I mean, this map has so many different color variations and stuff going on for it. Uh, you can just tell overall seeing this in addition to what we got in the flight guys. That uh, just really cool seeing um, so much. Um, thought and time uh, put into these things. The detail is there, and I, I think a way it just hasn't been on the three four three side building. for a while. So yeah, a lot of variation. I'm even watching a stronghold one now for that, and it just looks so. This looks like it'd be great for strongholds, just because of the different. You know, you have so much verticality going on in this yeah. map. I think more than there's a lot of like sightline stuff going on too. Like it yeah, like there's anywhere that's very um, safe. Yeah, and I think it's going to be rewarding for people to get like you know BR the commando, and they're sitting up top and watching people in those dead zones and the actual streets below and stuff like that and. Whatnot. I think that's definitely going to be fun, and I could. I still think this still looks like a map that could potentially be fun for CTF. You know, so, yeah. Uh, but one who, hot take I got for you, Josh, is that um, you know, as you know, today when they showed off the gameplay footage of some maps being played, the map being played, uh, they did Oddball and they did Stronghold. Strongholds. A lot of people were really upset by the the person playing the game, the person that got at IGN or whatever to play the game. Because they weren't that good at it, you know, they weren't very skilled. It was just kind of a, a random person, apparently, you know, apparently not anybody special playing the yeah. game. And uh, people were complaining like, oh, this doesn't show off the game very good because the player's not very skilled. You know, I can, I can admit that the player didn't seem that, that good, but like, I, I, you know, it just seems like a... Just seems like something to have drama for the sake of having drama. I don't feel like it's worth complaining about personally. I, I a lot of people have different perspective. Even Josh might. I don't know. But uh, yeah, I, I just thought it was nice to see more of the map and see some gameplay. I don't. I don't really care if it was skillful or not. This is just this is a blip on the radar. I don't really think it's worth making a big issue out of. What do you think, Josh? Yeah, I mean, Jesus, you got to think these people playing these games are reviewing so many different games, uh, you know, and they're just they don't have time to invest. Uh, 
so narrowly in, in things like we do, you know, and even then it's a challenge for us. So imagine what it's like for them. So I don't think ultimately that stuff should really matter. Like I'm watching this now and they're doing all right. Like it's not a big deal. And you know, people what? were recommending like they should have hired a, a halo pro to play this. I'm like, you know how insane that sounds guys. Like this is just a preview of a map on IGN and amidst a bunch of other stuff. Like, why would they take the time and effort to, to get a person of significant right. skill just to show off a map? You know, all, all this is is to spotlight a map real quick. That's it. No, I I get where you're coming from. I agree with you because I think you know it's it sure it'd be cool to have some Halo influencers out there you know cover this stuff and I mean we'd we'd all obviously love to see that but you know at the end of the day that's not necessarily going to penetrate the bigger market which is why uh why three four three is doing this sort of IGN first thing which is you know their their monthly series where they cover a game to help promote it. So, I mean, that's that's the whole point, right? So, I love that they're doing this. I don't mind that um, who's playing it. I'm not focused on how they're playing and how they're not playing. I'm just taking everything in. And you know, I get it, though. I mean, some people get so obsessed, you know, over this stuff because we, you know, this is the only gameplay. This is the most like this is the newest gameplay we have to go off on. It's on a new map, and so you're you're taking it in and trying to, uh, you know, it's like it's like we said before back in the day, like when there was the shader controversy, like people get so narrowly obsessive over this kind of yeah. stuff and it's like that's bad but at the end of the day i mean uh, yeah i just i, I mean this, this video footage that went up today will be people will forget it exists once the game comes out like, yeah this it's is not such gonna matter no one's blip. gonna be like hey man remember that one ign guy on halo infinite's multiplayer streets yeah. gameplay strongholds from ign first uploaded on november 3rd 2021 <laughs> no one's gonna remember so yeah, who gives a shit? Matter. Yeah, but I mean, and very, we've already seen amazing plays done by people in the technical preview. Like anybody, they get to sit down and play yeah. this. Yeah, you know, it's yeah, be guys. One-upped. I mean, think about that. Like you're seeing, you know, these IGN peeps aren't maybe playing too well, but look at all our Halo influencer peeps and people in the community that were pulling off some crazy stuff. We know Halo, so uh, you know, let's not be too hard on the people who don't have as much time to invest that we do. You know, let's just appreciate absolutely. that we're getting this stuff. Absolutely. Any final thoughts on the streets map, Josh? I think it looks yeah, great. Absolutely, man. No, uh, complete agreement with you. I mean, well, yeah, I mean, I, it, it is leaning more toward maybe one of my favorites, but um, but yeah, I'm, I'm just excited for the map variety. It looks like we're getting aesthetically. It makes me really hopeful for what's to come down the road with the DLC stuff, you know, as they come out. So, Seems like we're already excited. in better hands than Halo 5's maps pretty easily. Absolutely. So. Yeah, absolutely. And we loved we loved uh, the, the playing on Halo 5's maps. It was just the aesthetics and the design, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, for sure. It was mostly just the UNSC-based type stuff. Correct. Yeah, for same. Halo 5. Agree. Okay, Josh, uh, as far as, you know, Halo Infinite's marketing picking up, this week we got the, the little trailer that was, it was basically this guy who had been in battle uh, who had lost his ability to speak, and he was talking in sign language, and he was part of a, a, a duo of a couple guys that were trying to retrieve the, I think it was like a jackal shield or something from the Covenant that would help them craft Master Chief's um, energy shield for his armor. So basically, right. long story short, this is a live-action trailer that tells us about how Master Chief got his energy shields for his Mjolnir armor, how these these two people went and fought to get it back. So the trailer opens up, and it's got this guy who, like I said, he can't speak, and he's doing sign language, and he's basically communicating that it's because of his buddy that was with him that they were able to get this uh, energy shield tech technology back. Um, and he was saying how much he, you know, how, how amazing the guy was, and it, apparently, you know, he's he's gone now, and 
how proud his parents would have been and all that stuff. And then he reveals near the end that the reason he's doing sign language, he kind of pulls down his collar and there's a scar on his neck showing Oof. that he was, you know, he was cut across the throat and that's why he can't speak anymore. Mm-hmm. So it was, uh, it was a couple minutes long and it was just going to serve as like one of these kind of emotionally powerful live action trailers to get you hyped for Halo Infinite. So I thought it was really well done and I think it really uh, sell, sold well with people. People were emotional. What do you, what do you think, Josh? Yeah, so the bio real quick, like Brian said, it says uh, as follows, assigned to a freighter escaping the destruction of Harvest, two Marines confiscated alien energy shields while defending passengers from an enemy boarding assault. Their heroics led to a technological breakthrough that accelerated the development of the Master Chief's defense. So, yeah, I thought this was pretty cool. I mean, I loved, okay, I well, let's just get right into this because I, you know, a lot of people are getting Believe vibes and I get, I, I actually do feel that. I am feeling a bit of that. I hope there's more to come. I would think that's a safe assumption at this point. But I was also like, man, I remember in some of the Believe ads how like like one dude was outside and he was talking about how, you know, like how he was there during the war yeah. and everything. I loved stuff like that. Um, this one, this guy is just in this really like kind of like um, room, you know, this, this yeah. room, there's nothing much to it. So it almost, uh, it kind of reminds me of like more like Ford Unto Dawn, you know, in a mm-hmm. sense in that way. But I still really get um, some of those believe vibes, but Brian, are you feeling like are you getting believe vibes at all? Or are you not? Well, I I was just say I feel like they were definitely going for believe here, mm-hmm. but it's just, it's not up to believe quality. It was good. It does. I'm not saying it needs to be better. I'm just saying believe is the top tier, right? So you don't believe like, in it? No, not fully. Not fully. <laughs> no, it was good. It was good. I'd give it a, a solid eight out of ten. Uh, very good, and it was emotional because of the, you know, it was smart the way they did the visuals of him doing sign language, you know, added to the trailer. But uh, yeah, it's not it's not up there with believe, but it was good. Well, yeah, I'm 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 liking it though because uh, it's got the emotional yeah, it's cool, music. It's cool they chose to to you know reveal a, a background to something small like Chief getting his shield, you know, for his armor. By it is. It is. I mean, at least they're going for something, I guess, with that. I mean, for me, I'm like, I don't like not in a bad way, but I don't really care about that kind of thing. I don't need to know that type of detail. But it's like I know for other people out there, that's going to be incredibly rewarding for them. But this is just so sad in a way because this dude is talking essentially to his friend's parents and describing um, what happened, how it went down. But then also like, you know, how brave he's trying to communicate with you know how how limited his speech is now because of what he went through he's trying to communicate how brave their son was and just the emotions that are being conveyed through that i mean i just it definitely pulls on the heartstrings because like that acting is just selling it i'm like man this guy when he went through it he's reliving it as he's telling them and it's yeah like, it's that's, believable it's convincing for sure so i guess you could say you believe in it yeah you see i'm so thrilled no no i just i mean i don't know i just i got got online i think i woke up and you know i had been up for a couple hours and my timeline was flooded with people talking about how they were in tears and it was so emotional so i was like okay wow so i watched it and i was like that was good you know but it didn't break it didn't blow me away but that was good so you know i I have nothing to say another halo reference yeah yeah yeah. oh man such a good song. Uh, anyway, but no, it's uh, just exciting. Really, it's just exciting to see the marketing pick up. You know, we got because we got the the step inside Esherum thing. Uh, what was that a week ago now? And then yes. now we got now we got this, and we know there's more to come. So it's exciting. it's exciting. It is. My biggest takeaway from this is, uh, you know, I just I, I loved when during Halo threes and everything that came after, 
um, had a more serious side to the war through marketing, but then the games, at least on the Bungie side, well, Halo 3 and Holy, Halo 3 ODST, I should say, had that more like campy kind of charming fun hmm. to it that I really loved, where it, it felt like it the stakes were serious, but it's like the characters had fun. You had the Marines that were being goofy and stuff like that. And yeah, it kind of like it, it, it made it, it made war fun, I guess, which it shouldn't be, but you know, in Halo, it's a video game. It should be fun to play and stuff yeah. and not be so serious. And that's kind of where I've fallen off, uh, fallen off at times with some of the four and five stuff. So seeing this and then thinking of the gameplay we've seen even recently makes me pretty excited for that kind of like balance they're going for very black and white in that way. So I hope to see that continue. Yeah, I'm glad they decided to wait till November to do this stuff. I, I, you know, people were complaining about no marketing as early as beginning of the summer, and it's just like, right. why would they go all in on something that's not coming out to November? Yeah, make look any at sense. it now. Or not December, weird. I should say. You know, we're so. just just a little over a month left to go before this game drops, and now yep. we're you can you can tell we're going to be getting stuff constantly. Probably it's going to keep building and building and building until that crescendo moment of the game launching. It's, it's smart. Yeah. I think they're doing it the right way. Yeah. I'm busting for sure. For sure. Um, Josh, you want to talk about halo two artifacts that just dropped right before we started recording? Yes, I do, man. Holy shit. Brian and I were, uh, literally getting ready to record, had a little, uh, pregame up, just catching up and stuff. And Brian sees this tweet tags me in it. So do you want to read it or you want me to read it? You can read it, Josh. Yeah, Halo okay. 2 Artifacts from uh, Andy Bravo-Dudinsky. Yeah, so he tweeted out just a little bit ago. He said, I am so excited to announce Halo 2 Artifacts, a new documentary podcast with Max Hoberman that dives deep into his original multiplayer and online designs for Halo 2. The first episode drops this Friday, November 5th, and you can listen to it everywhere podcasts are found. Now, to give you guys a little bit more detail on this before we ramble on, uh, Halo 2 Artifacts is a four-episode limited series, episode one being the beginning, two being the social revolution, three being Halo 2 map design slash cut maps, and the last episode being Halo 2's cutting room floor. Episodes are aiming to be around 45 minutes each, with special guest appearances and tons of untold stories from Halo 2's development. Damn, that sounds I mean, this good. Hits, this hits right home for me and Josh and a lot of the people in the community that are like old school Halo fans that this was like really relevant to their childhood and their where Halo made a big impact on them. Halo 2 was kind of this huge moment. And I know me and Josh, have, we've said on the podcast before how much we just, we love watching that Halo 2 documentary and we're like, why is it not any longer? Why? Where's <laughs> part two? And this kind of seems like it's going to be another part two. We get Max Hoberman back. We get to find out things we never found out before. And it lists the times for each episode. And this is over three hours total for this whole thing. So this is going to be really interesting, really long. It's something you can, it sounds like it's something that's going to be able to listen to through a podcast or watch on YouTube is the vibe I'm getting. Um, that could be. So. Could be really yeah, exciting and, stuff. And in, in this tweet, they have about an eight-minute sample of this between you know just him giving some context as to what it is, um, and uh, you know just kind of hearing Max uh, wax a little bit on uh, on what that is exactly. And it's just like holy, holy shit, dude. I mean, I feel like we're getting to eat really good with this because yeah, I, you know, I well, never, I didn't think in. Go ahead, go ahead. The first one comes out this Friday, so as early as this Friday, we'll have the first episode of that. That's on top of all the marketing and, and gameplay and trailers and yeah. and so logs me, and stuff. So here we go. Josh is going to play some of yeah, uh, some little sizzle right here there. for it. Yeah, yeah, real quick. Effects. In this series, we're going to pour over hundreds of Max's original design documents from Halo 2, unearth things that have never been discussed, hear new stories from inside a Bungie and Xbox, 
and look back at what made Halo 2 multiplayer unforgettable and industry shaping. Here are just a few of my favorite moments. Yeah, so so excited for this because did not expect in 2021 to be getting new Halo 2 stuff, new Halo new 2 information info, we never Halo heard. 2, yeah, information discussions and just waxing uh, some 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 reminis- reminiscing times on uh, Halo 2 when we got Infinite about to come out. Goes to show how, how great and, and significant this game was to Halo's legacy, to, to gaming culture, Yeah, but also think, just f- fun. Yeah, I think people uh, don't, you know, if, if you're in the Halo community, of course you think highly of Halo 2, but like, I think a lot of people don't, and just general gaming audience who maybe aren't the biggest Halo fans, they don't realize how big of an influence Halo 2 was. Like, Halo 2 pretty much created the infrastructure that you have come to know and love on your Xbox, your PlayStation, your computer even, as far as matchmaking and lobbies go. Like, the the idea of yeah. being paired with equal-skilled yeah. players in a lobby and, and having a match chosen up quickly for you with a map and a game type, all that started with Halo 2. And, and even though that was an Xbox exclusive, that was borrowed for the entire industry. That was even borrowed for friends lists on dashboards for Xbox and PlayStation. And now it's everywhere. It's in your Call of Duty. It's in even even games that had like weird spin-off multiplayer modes like Batman Arkham Origins or ba- Bioshock 2. You know, those weird <laughs> I remember Bioshock 2 multiplayer. Those yeah. stuff, those kind of things even borrowed from this. So this is the, mm. the origin point for Definitely console gaming as you know it today, but even even PC gaming in fact, because if you you know matchmaking still works the same way if you play those games on PC. So very very uh, monumental time in the industry, and to hear more about this is going to be super exciting. It's going to build on that Halo Two nostalgia while we're we're working towards Halo Infinite yeah, and this say. new memory stuff. So that's going to be awesome. Yeah, and short and sweet. I mean, I, I by all means, I would love for them to just make this a podcast that runs forever but can't do that obviously yeah they, yeah, they said a limited series i'm like why can't it be a forever series? yeah <laughs> max hoberman you got to keep pumping out new information for the rest of your life well brian how cool is this for you though uh that's your favorite game of all time not just for the sake of doing a podcast or anything that's your favorite game i mean yeah honestly i mean i'm more i'm actually more interested in this this little series about halo 2 than i am halo infinite marketing this <gasps> Because, you know, yeah, Halo 2, like I've said before, like, you know, these these original Halo games to me are so vitally important and, and to the core of my my being of, of things I love and these memories and a moment in time, as I always say. <laughs> um, so, like, as good as Halo Infinite can ever be, it could be the best game ever, it's still not going to be the same as those early memories we made with those Halo games. So to be able to be taken back by this and have Max Hoberman, like, you're hearing it right from the, what do they say that? Not from the lion's mouth. Or, the horse's what's that? mouth. The horse's mouth. There you go. You're hearing, it's right from Max Hoberman himself, so it's going to be super interesting. I'm sure once I get done with it, I'm probably going to want to go throw on the Halo 2 documentary again and just watch it all over. I so. agreed. I think this is great, too, because you have Andy, who is, you know, so big on the multiplayer side, esports side of stuff with Halo, and then you have, you know, Max, who was just the multiplayer designer, so you're definitely having the interviewer who is going to know how that stuff plays and then you're gonna have max you know how knows how that stuff cooks you know it's like uh yeah. one knows how to one knows how the food tastes the other knows how to cook it and the ingredients and everything and i think that's going to be great because you have one from essentially the 343 era then you have one from the bungee era who has come over and helped with some 343 stuff but that's pretty damned exciting honestly out of all the news we've gotten um my favorite so far it's my favorite so far because it's just nice to see it's nice to see the revisiting of that and i i want to see that also with 
games like ODST with um, with three. I want to see that with Reach. Even you know, I, I see Combat Evolved and two kind of get the love, and I'm happy for it because those are my first yeah. two. But yeah, I just it's great. I'm so grateful. Yeah, just for this. just just finding out stuff from the past that we didn't know existed. You know, that's always super interesting. You know, I would I would also love to. I mean, earlier this year, Marcus Leto, the, the father of Master Chief, he was sharing some little gameplay play footage of the Mac World. 1999 ah, yes, Halo yep. Infinite or Halo Combat Evolved and that stuff was just so cool to see and I mean I would pay money for books or videos or documentaries about details about Halo I was going to say you and I just love being a fly on the wall with that stuff that's why we love oh, the absolutely. documentary so much absolutely and hopefully it's going to be interesting to see I mean I don't know how many years it'll be because Infinite itself is going to run 10 years but like you got to think one day we'll hear some deep information about what was going on behind the scenes during the pandemic and 2020 and stuff for Halo Infinite. Yeah. A lot of these early ideas for Halo Infinite. But that'll probably be 5, 10, 15 years from now where we yeah, we're really wait get to a while. Detail. It'll be a while. It'll be a while, but it will be so worth it. <laughs> I like when Brian sings. Oh, uh, hey, uh, Brian, so if you could hypothetically give up all of Halo Infinite and its existence just to be a fly on the wall for 24 hours at Bungie during the development of Halo 2, would you do it? Absolutely. No Absolutely. Doubt mind. No doubt in my mind. <laughs> yeah. Halo Infinite, every, everything that comes out now for Halo, mm -hmm. it's just icing on the cake for me. Like the cake, the cake was Halo 1 through 3, Reach and ODST. Everything right. that's come after that is just icing. And I know yeah, what? You're not dissing it. You're just saying it's. No, just... my cake's got a lot of icing on it already, and they keep giving me more, and I'm still hungry. So just keep bringing it. I love this. You know? <laughs> this is where Crate would be like, fat. Man, that's a lot of. I bet you do like that icy, don't you? <laughs> uh, yeah. So no, it's all good stuff. You know, give me more Halo. The reason we're getting more Halo is because me and most people want more of it, and I'm ready for it. I'm super excited for Infinite. I never mean to demean the excitement about that by saying oh. that. I, I just, I just have the, I have the uh, awareness to know that uh, early childhood memories with early halos are, are not something that can be replicated you know they're special for a reason agreed i'm excited for uh, every new star wars thing that comes out but i just know it's never going to take over you know some of the the stuff that got Those me into early it the experiences first place. you had yeah, yeah. the originals or the prequels Absolutely. yeah for sure no and it's it's awesome it's awesome to have this kind of stuff and i love seeing this love i think it's really great for for people that maybe have struggled with uh the 343 side of things with like four and five to get like to see a lot of the this sort of bungee era love too to kind of counterbalance some of that. Yeah. Not that this is an official three four three thing, obviously it's not, no. but it's still cool to see this kind of stuff prop up in a way that's from well, people that yeah, we know. There's love. almost there's just a culture around Halo, you know, because like Bungie and three four three, the studios aren't that far away from each other, and they 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 have employees going from one to the other. They have. They, they, they have friends and, and marriages between the two. You have certain affinity, which is basically born out of Halo. Right. You know, you have right. you have celebrities like Andy uh, Bravo Dudinsky that like are associated with Halo. All these there's just a culture around it, you know, like yeah. if you're not you don't specifically have to be working at Bungie to be important. You know, there's just so much important. Halo. I know I can't I pronounce that word. So no, I love that. I'm sorry. I'm not giving you shit uh -huh. for that, man. I actually no. like how you do that. I like enunciation. Well, I mean, I guess I just don't want to be annoying. Like, like my mom, she always says she's going to the library, and I hate that. I'm just like, I think that's no. what I do. So I think that's why I like when you do that. Oh yeah. Because if sometimes I'll be like, at work, I'm gonna be like, I I better get back to work. I'll say I'm butter, like a butter, I'm oh, butter, really? baby. Yeah. <laughs> Sound like a rapper, a rap artist or something. <laughs> yeah. Well, butter, uh, baby, get it, woman, need it, come on, get it. Oh, sing it, Brian. Hit me with that spaceman. I'm a space bound rocket shipping now. <laughs> 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 
Oh, I love was it. that on the podcast? Yeah, you when you played it on the podcast and you were like, yeah, that, yeah, yours doesn't sound anything like that. <laughs> <laughs> I love yours better though, to be fair. But uh, hey, Brian, mine's got move on from- mine's got comedy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus, I just like the sound of it because you get into it. Um, before we move on from it, though, uh, they mentioned special guest appearances. Is there anyone in particular you're hoping makes it on? Um, you know, to play to be a little more interesting, I would like to see them get some old school bungee talent that we never hear from. How about I'm gonna go for I'm gonna go for this one here. You won't see this one coming. I'd like to see Alex Seropian. Okay, which one was he? Was, I'm blanking. He was the original co-founder with Jason Jones, who left after Halo Combat. Oh Evolved. yeah, that'd be cool. Which That'd and the reason people say, well, you left after Combat Evolve. Well, he was probably there for some early planning for Halo Two. Maybe they could bring him in and see what would Alex Ropian's Halo Two have looked like if he hadn't left. You know, like that could be yeah. Cool. So that could be interesting. What about you, Josh? You got anybody in mind? Yeah, in the vein of uh, just the multiplayer stuff, which I think they're focusing on. I would say Chris yeah, Carney. Right. I'd love to see Chris Carney come on. Yeah, there Chris Carney would be great for yeah. sure. There's a lot of those people like uh, CJ CJ Cowan, like names that people don't recognize as much but they were they were important there at, at Bungie. Absolutely. For sure. I'm sure I mean like for instance I I know we'd all love to hear from Joe Staten but it wouldn't surprise me if we heard from him. He'd be a he'd be somebody I'd expect. I love him to show up at least on the final one. But yeah. uh, you know what though it's, it's funny man when I watched the when I went the when I would start watching the Halo 3 bid docs and everything like that back in the day I remember seeing people from that were at Bungie that weren't there during the Halo 2 stuff or I would see people from or I wouldn't see people that were in the Halo 2 stuff and I'd be like man did they move on who would want to leave Bungie who would want right. to quit working there so it's just funny to think about yeah but I love that Max Hoberman is still involved you see people like Joe Staten obviously working on uh, Halo Infinite you see Max which has helped out with some map design in the past well now he's, he's, he's actually him and certain affinity are working on Infinite now Oh, that's right. Jesus. So, yeah. But yeah, so you have that and, you know, it's just, it's awesome to see that kind of stuff, That to see that kind of love. I, I love that so many of them have moved on and, and done other things, but then you still have some that are like, yeah, we recognize this was a big, important part of our lives, you know? Yeah, I, no, I absolutely. Um, yeah, it, it, Halo 2 is like, that's like, the, that's the golden, that's the golden era. I mean, that's my inception point to the series because I didn't get into it to Halo 2, so... Um, and, think, uh, and I'm the, convinced at this ahead. point that Max Hoberman loves waxing nostalgia because back in 2014, when he first started talking guy. again, when he first started talking again around MCC's announcement, you're like, oh man, Max Hoberman's back. But Max Hoberman has come back and talked a lot about Halo in the last decade. Yeah. So I think he's, I think he's glad to be there. He did one episode with, I think it was a podcast, uh, one with, uh, Ryan McCaffrey back during MCC's launch. That was literally just them discussing every map. They were ranking every map or something like that. And he would just chime in and have some stuff to say. And it was just great anecdotes all around. I I love that guy. And AI, you know, it, it's great. You watch the Halo 2 documentary back in the day and you see the Grizzled Ancients and you, you're like, man, I like these guys. I love these guys. And then you get older and you become them in a sense, you know, and it's, yeah. it's pretty cool. Grizzled cool. Ancient fans, basically. Yeah, Grizzled Ancient so, fans, yeah. Um, okay, Very Josh, excited. so... Next, we're going to cover, so there's been two cannon fodders since we last spoke, So, and mm. both of them, I'm just going to touch on a couple things. Neither of them are too huge or, or have things I need to cover in detail, but uh, the first one was called Zeta Testing from Grim Brother 1, and um, this was after they put out the gameplay footage that Josh and I have already talked about, but he gave a little snippet here, especially in regards to the, um, the Harbinger that showed up in that gameplay trailer. He says, the Banished have hold of the installation and are trying to make it their own, though to what end and for what reason remains unknown. Ooh. One thing is certain, they aren't going down without a fight. And speaking uh-huh. of unknowns, we also got our first look at the Harbinger. 
We don't have a lot to say about this curious character at the moment, but I will give you this. They're definitely not a prelate. So okay. if you guys are wondering what a prelate is, I'm sure a lot of you know, but a prelate is a Sanshayum, basically a prophet from Halo 2 that wears enhanced armor like a Spartan, basically. So it's a prophet um, that is able to like fight and actually not be decrepit. Uh, like you know oh shit okay yeah so and there's also um for those of you that have read divine wind or you don't even doesn't even matter if you haven't read it it's on the cover there is a prelate in um divine wind as well a prelate character the the characters in the background of the book cover so it's not a spoiler oh Um, nice 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 didn't even notice that so but a lot of people saw this harbinger and and made comparisons to the prelate and thought that it was but jeff jeff is saying no this isn't a prelate this is something different so we're not sure what the Harbinger is. You could form your own theories, but that's going to be a big character in Halo Infinite. We'll well, I like that he's uh, he's kind of on that right then and there, just to you know, to, to kind of dissuade the discussion, keep it focused yeah. on other speculation. People get excited about that idea when it's not actually it. So exactly, exactly. Um, and then in this canon fodder, he goes on to talk about Divine Wind, the, the book that released a few weeks ago that we've also covered with a review, spoiler-free review with Haruspis on YouTube already. Um, and which he was just mentioned amazing that the book was that. out. And he yeah. plugged a couple people you could go to for reviews, which was so cool because we were one of those people that he put yeah. on the blog and said, hey, go check out Sacred Icons, spoiler-free um, video review. But he also put uh, Alex up for his own uh, article covering Divine Wind mm-hmm. and uh, Halo Cannon's video. So, uh, yeah, basically it was just a cool little cannon fodder that you know touched up a bit on the uh, gameplay story footage and then you know gave us a shout out about divine wind which is so neat we really appreciate that jeff huge and then finally at the end as a nice little gift um he gives us the pdf to download for halo sacrifice now if you guys are wondering what halo sacrifice is if you remember a year ago when we were all getting excited to get the book the new book coming out shadows of reach there was a walmart exclusive version of this book that came with a short story called halo sacrifice if you didn't get the Walmart edition of that book, there was nowhere to read Halo Sacrifice in existence. Well, now, because of Divine Wind, which has some ties to that short story, they have put Halo Sacrifice up for download on the Cannon Fodder. So if you want to read that short story, you can go download it there. Very cool. Very, um, very cool. Yeah, so that's something exciting. Uh, Josh, you, unless you have anything to say on that, I'm going to go into the next cannon fodder as well. Yeah, a couple things just real quick. Um, okay, go ahead. First off, yeah, huge honor to to be featured on there. I, I loved loved getting to see that. That was amazing. Uh, Divine Wind is awesome. Um, I love something I wanted to say myself is um, as someone who prioritizes like audiobooks nowadays, um, I'll read I'll read books too, but um, but I listen to a lot of audiobooks at work. Um, it's so cool that the, I was listening to the Divine Wind one because I, I have the book, so I'm not listening to the audiobook for that one. But I was sampling it, sounded so good, and I just it made me realize like, hot damn, do have they gotten so much better in quality since like the early stuff? Because I've I, I still have the audiobook of First Strike that I've been kind of chipping away at, and it's just so plain. I mean, it's just got the uh, the dude just kind of narrating it without any right. kind of like real big emphasis. And I mean, that was just the status quo at the time. Yeah. But it's just so damn cool to see that the how these have kind of turned into essentially radio dramas and stuff. I, I love that. So yeah, you get you can you can almost read the book yourself and then get a different experience by listening. Yeah, absolutely. And um, last thing is is uh just it's great seeing some of these extra screenshots just of say to Halo, like seeing the Banshee and it's got the boost bar. Um, as that's in, in contact in battle with another one. And then you see this little, like little base, this UNSC based, uh, 
formed up here and stuff like that uh love i just love anytime i get to see this stuff the game just looks visually stunning i see things in the distance that makes gives me those todd howard feelings of i want to go to that you know you see yeah. climb it so uh you see you see no. that mountain it's behind an invisible wall that'll kill you if you hit it <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. you were killed by the guardians and it'll be like oh yes yeah. we are home. oh man truly <laughs> that used to be so mysterious now it's like oh the things from halo 5 okay you know. yeah sometimes the beauty is in the mystery it is, absolutely, but uh, absolutely. this is when it comes to video game stuff and narratives. <laughs> People get to the finale of TV shows and they're like, oh, I don't like it. It's like, well, it's because I gave you answers, but yeah, I exactly. don't know. I exactly. don't know. But anyway, uh, yeah, great stuff, great stuff. What's the uh, next then, one, Brian? Then uh, Jeff put up another cannon fodder, went up just a few hours ago called Anniversary Armory, and this uh, cannon fodder is specifically uh, about the new content that's being added to MCC in celebration of Xbox and Halo's 20th anniversary. Um, I'll go back so up and cool. read... I'll go back up and read through some of this after I just tell you guys basically what's there. But basically, the SPI armor from Ghost of Onyx, which is it's the armor that's being wear, worn on the cover of Ghost of Onyx, that book's like 15 years old. That armor is being brought to MCC as well as the original 1999 E3 Macworld, well, Macworld showing of Master Chief, where Master Chief looked more like a robot. His original yeah. design, that's, that's coming into the game as Orion oh, armor. So cool. As well as, for your for your Spartan in, in Halo uh, MCC, a backpack that is actually an original Xbox you can wear on your back, <laughs> yeah. and Xbox Duke controllers you can use as shoulder pads for your Spartan. Literal, it's crazy, man. Like, where, 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 What's next? Where do we go from here? I don't know, man. Uh... I don't know. I, it's hard to say. <laughs> it's just, I love it. I love that that's the thing, but it's just it's hilarious. Like, are you guys going to put Mountain Dew Game Fuel on there soon? Yeah, is Halo, is Halo yeah. Infinite going to have, like, you can, one of your one of your guns is, like, an Xbox 360 that fires a laser or something, you know? It's yeah. Just, where could it be? Um, but, yeah, yeah so basically it. some really cool free uh, MCC con- content's coming to uh, celebrate the 20 years of Xbox and Halo. But just to read some of the actual cannon fodder stuff that Jeff has here to say, um, so going back to the Ghost of Onyx armor, um, SPI, it says, One of the mainstay asks among Halo fans, and a particular, in particular any who have some passing affinity for the extended universe, has been the SPI armor. Well, we're excited to finally be able to answer that with we're, that we're releasing it now. Um, so it's, it's SPI stands for Semi-Powered Infiltration Armor, typically pronounced SPI, as it's more widely known. It was introduced to us in the outstanding Eric Nyland novel, Halo Ghost of Onyx. Jeff says it's one of his personal favorites. Nice. As the primary armor loadout for Spartan 3s. And then he gives some background context on Spartan 3s, which I'll sum up even quicker just because it's you know it's easier for me. Basically, it goes on to say that you know Spartan 2s were kidnapped as children and went through heavy indoctrination and augmentation. Spartan 3s were um they weren't abducted and they were they were done cheaper with cheaper sets of armor so there's a difference between spartan threes and spartan twos as most of you know um and uh, basically so spi armor is the armor that those spartan threes wore in ghost of onyx you'll be able to get that now in mcc and then he goes on to talk about which is the one i find most exciting uh this section of the article is called blast from the past um he's talking about the uh, oh, 1999 yeah. MacWorld armor so if you guys don't know what i'm talking about you can go check out the 1999 uh, Macworld uh, showing of Halo on YouTube, and you'll, you'll see what I'm talking about. Where Master Chief still talks like a robot. He's like, this is Spartan, one, one, seven. No, you know. <laughs> uh, but it says, and if you thought the SPI was throwing it back, our next example predates Halo's own release or its existence on Xbox in general. 
Going back to Halo's earliest public appearances, this armor evokes both feelings of familiarity as well as an older legacy donned by the augmented hero we eventually come to know as Master Chief. When bringing it forward into the universe as a proper set of armor, it made perfect sense to do so in parallel with the earliest origins of the Spartan program itself, Orion. The Orion program was the pre predecessor to Spartan 2 program. In fact, that's the whole reason there is a 2 after Spartan to begin with. Paying direct homage to its earlier attempted incarnation, essentially being Orion 2. Interestingly enough, the elements that set Orion apart from Spartan 2 and Spartan 3 programs were ultimately largely realized in the Spartan 4 generation, augmenting fully grown adults into heroic super soldiers. Something the original Orion program attempted but just couldn't land for several reasons. In fact, Sergeant Major Avery Johnson himself was one of the original Orion candidates, which helps make sense of why he always seems so tough to take down and keep down. Now, I would yeah. think almost everyone listening to this podcast probably knows this already, but in case some of you didn't know, there was a Spartan 1 program. It was called the Orion Project, and Sergeant Johnson himself was a part of that project. It was to make soldiers, super soldiers that were adults already, not children that had to be indoctrinated and augmented. So if you wonder why Sergeant Johnson is such a badass, he's technically a Spartan 1, uh, which is really cool. But then... We go on to this armor, which they've they've cleverly titled this armor Orion because it is the first armor we have ever saw in Very Halo, funny. and then it's also the Spartan One project. So, for the explanation of the helmet, it says Project Orion had ambitious plans for complete super soldier weapon systems, but only Doctor Halsey had the vision and genius to bring both hardware and wetware to fruition. Yes, thank you, Doctor Halsey. Thank you, thank you. Um, chess piece says high grade torso shell. With prototype fitting for integrated shoulder angel micro missile decoy launchers. Thank you, Angel. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, shoulders says for the shoulders it says Orion hardware development studies provided useful data for ensuring both range of motion and high levels of protection on later Mjolnir designs. Um, for the arms it says field tested during Operation Kaleidoscope. I'm guessing there's some more uh, background details are behind Operation Kaleidoscope that I don't know off the top of my head. Yeah. And then finally for the legs, it says, Rigorous testing of the Greaves was undertaken by Candidate 029 on the Red Plains of Mars. So very cool how they've incorporated this. Spartan 029 is Joshua. Is it? Yeah, is that what they mean when they say candidate? I mean, probably. Shit. I got chills so right now. And they're you, got to, you got to test those Greaves. And I'm losing control. Um, yeah, so basically they've taken a, a conceptual design for Master Chief, and they have taken that armor and made it in-universe armor that we can now use, which is super awesome. Um, very cool way to help celebrate the 20th anniversary of Xbox and Halo. Hell yeah. Josh, you got anything to say about this? There's also, I, I heard you mention it earlier. I wasn't going to mention it, but there was also a little Mega Constructs thing they posted. Yeah, I got to watch that real quick here in a moment. Okay. But no, um, no, this is just dope. I mean, it's just so it's so damn cool to see some Ghost of Onyx love. I, I, that book has always been such a standout for people. I haven't read that, but I know of it. And I, I just, I know how favorited it is by so many people in the halo fandom over the years and yeah. then also just seeing this orion one which i just i've always kind of wanted to see pop up in the games but i just you know kind of got used to yeah i don't accept i'm not necessarily as interested in the spi armor but this 1999 one is really cool yeah so so cool so oh my god have you so did you watch the mega constructs video no i haven't you want to watch it together dude we need to watch this i just got a couple seconds in it's pretty badass okay okay, okay. i'll turn my i'll turn my volume down here okay okay let me know when you're ready, and then uh, when I say three, okay, be cool. All right, go ahead, Josh. Okay, one, two, three. All right, here we go. We're watching this Mega Constructs. Yeah, see the trailer. Pelican. 
dropping the so warthog that, off. Crack. The pilot, right? Yep. Okay. Oh, the warthog just dangling. This is so neat. <laughs> I like how they got like a little almost tack map type thing there. Yeah, I'd watch a whole movie of this. As long as it was made by well, our buddy Matt. We could ask Salvador. Matt if we really wanted to know. But yeah, dude. How, <laughs> yeah. how much time does this take? I don't know. Yeah, kind of curious, right? Oh, mm. Chief going up this mountaintop now on this warthog. Oh, he sees some smoke flares. He's driving mm. up to it now. Hopping out. Uh, they even make his knees bend when he gets out. That's pretty dope. <laughs> Love that detail. Oh, no. Is it a trap? They they put a, they put a HUD on the screen. I'm pretty sure that's not a Mega Blocks. <laughs> <That mega concept. laughs> oh, two grunts. When a Banshee shooting at him. This is so damn neat. They got to take inspiration from Matthew Salvatore. Matthew, I said Salvatore. Matthew Salvatore. Little do we know Love you, buddy. when Mega Constructs this whole time. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. Matthew, you never told us. This is so damn neat, though, just seeing all this. I'm just impressed by how fluid they can make it look, because you know all they're Another doing shot is slightly moving. Yeah. Oh, Ooh, what damn, is what is that vehicle? Is that a, Wasn't was it? that a um, Phantom? No, it's a, like a boat. What? That's, oh my god. It's like a hover that's that vehicle. shit we saw. Remember that way back, like, last year or whatever? Yeah, I don't think that's in the game, though. Man, but if it is... That'd be cool. That would That would be so cool. Imagine like a BTB map with something like that, and you're skimming over the water. It kind of reminds uh, me of that thing from uh, Metropolis in Halo Two, the big thing that carried ghosts that you could. Oh, drive. I could see that. Yeah. Oh, he's making <laughs> that grunt dance right now. That's adorable. Hmm. That's adorable. Oh, and that's an AA gun. I feel like I feel like we're going to be taking out a lot of AA guns in Halo Infinite. We've seen so <laughs> much AA gun stuff going on. I feel like a, like an IGN review will be like eight point five out of ten, and then they'll be like. Great gameplay, amazing story, fun multiplayer. Dude, that's my only criticism against Ryan McCaffrey. He gave Halo Four a nine point eight. I just can't. Yes, and he also said it was, you know, potentially the what is it best Halo game of all time? He says the question shouldn't be if it's a good Halo game, but if it, maybe if it's the best Halo game ever. I was like, he was way too caught up in the hype, dude. And even like a year ago, he said that he stands by that review. I'm like, that's just called that's just called career integrity. You don't actually believe that. There's no way. <laughs> Yeah, there's no way that that's not a just on Halo Four either. It's like we love that. No, game, Halo Four is really good, but it's even Alex. Or Alex is. I think he said it on our show. It's not a nine point eight. Yeah. Well, hell yeah, man. This is amazing. We're seeing Chief uh, kind of interacting with like brutes and everything in the front lines. Now he's up top of this A gun, disabling it. Oh my gosh! Look at him walking off like classic badass. Like badass, yeah. Oh my god! Hopping in the pelican. The pelican. Look at the Marines patting him on the back, and he's like, like yeah, "Good guys. job, Chief." Oh, a hand coming out though, and it is a brute. Oh. Which, which one is that? I wonder. Oh, shit. He's getting flashbacks like Ray from Force Awakens seeing that shit fly off. <laughs> uh, that back. was good, man. Dude, that was dope. Definitely. Oh, God. I love yeah. it. I love Halo. It's such an exciting time. But yeah, like, you can, as you can see, guys, like there's just so many little things coming out, you know, like little little uh, archives trailers. You got, the right. mega con- you got the mega constructs. You got the blogs, cannon fodder, MCC updates. It's hard to keep up with all of it, you know? It's good, it though. Is. It's good. It's a good problem oh, to have. Yeah. It's a lot cooler than Roland. Oh, dude, <laughs> that's that 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 sells all this content short because the coolness is not even in the same realm as Roland. Oh, he couldn't even penetrate getting into that just to get an no. ounce of it. No, no, not at all. He wishes. I don't want to say. I don't want to say anything that's you know mean or inappropriate. But Roland's a little bitch. He is. <laughs> He's a little punk ass bitch. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Josh. Um. So next is kind of our biggest segment we're not going to cover it all because that would literally be two hours of reading but we have the uh, latest inside infinite that uh, we never got to cover josh you ready for this yes 
Yeah, let's dive in. Um, so let's kind of, I'm just going to, you know, we're going to kind of go through this together here. I had some of the stuff written down at one point, but I don't have any more. Some of the bigger details that I wanted to uh, mention here. But this was from October 28th, uh, latest Inside Infinite. This was with the uh, UI and character teams to show their insights on the Infinite campaign. Um, let's see here, Josh. Are you on there too, or is it yeah. just me? Okay, Hell yeah, yeah. I got you. Scan through this here. What do we want to cover? Um, I know I quoted Steve. Steve, I don't know if it's Steve Dyke or or Steve Dick. I mean, I honestly don't know how to pronounce his name. D Y C K is the end. Hell yeah, of his name. But uh, Dick, man, nice. Um, yeah, him and Brian Ripka and Juan Carlos. We've seen him before, and Mm -hmm. Nick Avalone. They show some really cool pictures here of the Marines. Josh, what do you think of that Marine design? I'm really liking what I'm seeing of them so far because it does kind of like take me back somewhat to some of the uh, the Halo 1 days. I mean, obviously different, more modernized. Give me some but, uh, one mixed with CE, honestly. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. CE reaches reach. Reach. I was like, just going to say. Josh, no, no. Is, Josh is doing some high-level math over here. Like, how do I mix <laughs> Halo the 1 wheels, with CE? They're the same thing. The wheels were turning yeah. very slowly. Yes. Uh, no, I get that actually exactly. I could see reach with CE. Yeah, absolutely. That looks great. They look really, really cool. They do. Um, they do. And the one has, yeah. you see the one on the chest has the flare gun right there. And we just saw in that Mega Constructs video. How yeah, I know. Go. Yeah. I hope that's used in the game at some point just as like a like a story element. Like you oh, see I'd one love, shoot off. Yeah, flare. I don't need it in multiplayer. You know, it's be like Halo 3's absolutely. fire grenades. Just let me use that flare gun once to take out a brute. I'd love that. Uh, this section here says, this is talking about creating compelling AI combatants. This is addressed by both aesthetic and gameplay. We want clear reasons around the role of our AI and why a designer would choose to use a grunt versus a brute, jackal, or elite. Each one of these characters should bring unique experience to combat. This differentiation is most important when we look at our base level enemies. For example, a brute versus an elite versus a grunt versus a jackal and so on. Within Within each one of those base characters... We also create variants that support different roles and gameplay cha- challenges. Another thing we talked about early in production was embracing the sci-fi. What is meant by this is with Halo being a sci-fi franchise, we have an opportunity to try different things with different alien species that a lot of other shooters do not. Um, so then it goes down here. We see an image of this brute and some more badass armor. I don't know what weapon he's carrying there. Is that the Ravager or the... Or I think it might be the Skewer. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Yeah, I don't know. I'm not certain, but uh, what I like about this uh, now, he's he's that's uh, a Spartan killer. That's I was just gonna say he's labeled as a Spartan killer, which has me very excited. Um, I I think this is neat that we're gonna get like some sub bosses in this game. I think that's just so neat. It'll be interesting to see the lasting effect on that. You know whether people are gonna have um, the 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 takeaways. You know, is that gonna be something that people really like? Is that gonna be something they really dread when they you know upon replays? Um, but I love the idea behind it. Um, it, it makes it really cool to me to really further dive into these characters, um, uh, to, uh, the, these confrontations, these, these moments and stuff like that and really make them memorable and stand out just as like something like Halo 2's ending and stuff like that for us. So I think this is really cool and, uh, uh hopefully I'm not getting too ahead, Brian, if I am just cut me off, but I think they mentioned somewhere in here. Um, that, you know, they have a lot of different coloring and stuff like that for these enemy types. So that that way it's not just, it's not just a case of like, Oh, swapping the color palette, but it's almost similar to like how Halo combat evolved had the different tiers of elites. And then therefore you would know what kind of difficulty to expect going into battle. Well, it's like with some of the grunts and jackals, for example, you kind of know you'll be able to discern better as a player from far away 
which one might be a jackal sniper, which one's going to be a more like a, a grunt, you know, a boots to the well, ground they, type jackal. They even inter- I think it's coming down later in this article too, but they even introduce grunts that just carry around heavy weapons and equipment. Yeah, isn't that great? Other, yeah, so like, <laughs> thank you for being my ammo for chest. It's like you have the different feeling of fighting a grunt versus an elite versus a brute, but then you also yeah. have within their own subclasses like, oh, this is a Groot that's suicidal, or not a Groot, wow, a Groot, I am Groot. Uh, this is a grunt <laughs> that's so. suicidal. This is a grunt yeah. that carries stuff. This is a grunt that overcharges a plasma pistol. This is a jackal that snipes. This is a jackal with shield. Maybe there'd be, it would be cool if there was like a jackal with like two shields that just charged you, you know, yeah. making that one up. <laughs> yeah, um, but this, this yeah, what do I do? This part right here, Josh, this is one we, we put on Twitter because this is, this is really cool, I thought. Uh, it mm-hmm. says, with nearly 20 years of history to pull from, how did the team strike a balance between staying true to legacy character designs while also ensuring they fit within the visual uh, and design language of Halo Infinite? How does this game's overall approach to spiritual reboot apply to characters? And Steve replied, the spiritual reboot actually made it easier for us to incorporate some more legacy designs into the characters. One of the best examples of this are the Elite's Grunts, and Jackal, who will, who will all have a much more legacy design to them than we had in Halo 4 and 5. In terms of which part of the legacy we looked to for inspiration, we settled mostly around the Halo 3, Halo Reach time frame, and then incorporated nice. the banished aesthetic where it made sense along with the Halo Infinite art direction. So for these enemy designs, they're mostly looking to do them in the spirit of Halo 3 and Halo Reach, which I think are going to make people pretty happy, you know? I think so too, because I think that was a, a good, nice marriage of just some really like uh, definitive, definitive aesthetics with Halo, like where it really felt like it hit its peak, you know, in a lot of ways. And, and I know it's debatable, but still overall, I think most people can agree that Halo, Halo Three, still looks pretty to this day, and um, and then Halo Reach still has a, you know, they have a nice balance between that kind of like fun aspect of sci-fi and then that kind of a little bit more gritty look of sci-fi. So it's nice to see that marriage of the two. And I think what better way to represent that from the Bungie era than those two games collectively pulled together. And because then everything else surrounding it really has those CE vibes. So I, I don't know. Honestly, when I look at Infinite overall, I get such an amalgamation of everything. I really yeah, do. They did a good job giving it its own, its own contemporary identity. If I had to pick from my personal viewpoint, it reminds me most of CE, even though that's not what they're referencing here. Uh, right. And then, but going forward here, this, I can't remember who sent in the voice clip on our last Halo episode. The one who was talking about um, how he didn't like that elites in four and five look too brutish. Mm-hmm. So I think this part will apply to him very well. Sorry, I don't remember who you, who you were off the top of my head, but uh, Brian is it Brian Repka? Repka? I think it's Brian Repka. Let me make sure that I check that right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Uh, Brian Repka we'll says, from an art standpoint, we knew early on that we wanted to spiritually reboot our characters, and that meant taking a look at all of our characters. Every character in Infinite was redesigned in some way. Like Steve mentioned, we really relied on the designs of the past. We wanted to get back to the legacy designs that made Halo characters iconic. But we didn't just want to up-res them, we wanted to add our own flair while staying true to the 20 years of history. I will use the Elites as an example. In Halo 4 and 5, the Elites were big and bulky. We ended up scaling them down a bit and giving them more of a sleek look. We wanted them to be fast, agile, and intelligent. We knew this would also be a great contrast to the big hulking brutes. I couldn't be happier with how the Elites look and perform in Infinite. See, that that just tells me they're exactly where they need to be. Because what do you think mm-hmm. of when you think of Elites mm-hmm. in the early Halo 1 and 2 days? Yeah. They were fast agile and intelligent they were never these big bulky monstrosities and then you see a picture of this blue elite here and it's perfect it's okay perfect. brian totally off the top of my head remember how in combat evolved sometimes you threw like a grenade at an elite and he would like do that like dodge roll like he would literally yeah. dive and roll out of the way they didn't do that in the other subsequent halos did they uh some like they did some they, i don't think they did it in well they might Was have it? done it in four and five but they did it differently when you were playing as elites in reach multiplayer couldn't you roll Wasn't yeah that a thing okay yeah yeah like yeah. i 
I'd really they love to see Spartans do that in multiplayer too. Roll. They did. Okay, man. I'm, yeah, I'm rusty on that. But no, I I love this too. I'm in complete agreement with Brian. Uh, I think this just aesthetically, they look great. They look menacing in the same way the 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 banished do in the sense of their threats. You know, they're not just yeah. cannon fodder themselves, but they also have the individualism to them. So like the banished have the, the represent the more or, or the brutes, I should say, represent the more brutish side, you know, the charging at you, whereas the yeah. elites are a little bit more tactful, uh, potentially even stealthy. And they just have that kind of finesse to them. And I think that is really that's represented very well in this picture, even with the elite kind of looking over, pointing out um, just looks great. Yeah, Excuse I think, me, I think great. the elite designs in four and five weren't inherently bad. It was just. They they weren't like the originals, and they well, the if, you're gonna, if you're gonna have brutes in the game, then you know. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. No, I, like, I, I think the color palette in those games in four and five was a lot more, was much more pale, with everything across the board. I think, I think the colors there was a lot of color variation, but didn't it was pop much as much. Pale. No, and that's the thing. When I think of Combat Evolved, I think of. You know all the different colors that the elites had, and if you and see a red elite at a distance, you're like, "Damn, that 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 red is popping off the screen." Oh yeah, and then you see the white ones. Like remember in Halo Two on Cairo Station when you're getting out there and you you come up top and down below there's the little vessels, yeah, and you have to try to get them. You see the white ones come out. You see the you know the gold ones in, in combat of all yeah. charging at you with the sword. Like remember guys going into one room where keys is, and then you have like the two ones with camo and stuff like that. Oh my goodness, them and it, it always made interesting uh just it just really made you think it gave you such player agency like oh shit this elite's different you know you knew he was an elite but uh you know he's going to operate differently depending on the color and when i look at this blue one i'm like oh this is a little punk ass bitch i'm gonna take him down so easily (laughs) just like i would roland if i ever saw him in person but you know it's like if it's another one if it's like if it's a red one or something oh shit these guys look like it, it looks like as, as much as three four three is trying to aesthetically get them back to a, a place of origin. It looks like that could transpire as much uh, could translate well into the gameplay too and how they function. So I really would love. I hope I will kind of get emotional if I see them do a, a dive roll again. If I throw a grenade, I'll be like, oh my yeah. god, we're really every bad. every time we're playing this game and it makes us feel like CE. It's gonna be yeah. like a, mushy, a mushy moment. Mushy, mushy. Um, so yeah, so speaking of, of elites, let's go into the brutes here. It says the return of brutes and the banished in particular surely presented new challenges and opportunities. How did the team approach bringing these enemies to life in Halo Infinite? Uh, Steve says the return of the brutes was a challenge the team was very excited to pursue as they they are a great adversary in the Halo universe. We wanted the brutes to feel very aggressive, but not like dumb space monkeys. I really like that you said that because I feel I feel like Bungie kind of intentionally made brutes dumb space monkeys, and I'm more interested in the intelligent type, which we're we're getting with the banished more and Atriox and stuff like that. Eshram. Um, this was cool about this to me. About- if I can just cut in real quick, I'm sorry. Yeah, go ahead. I think this is awesome because, like you said, I think Bungie just had that kind of one-dimensional approach to him, which was fine. It worked then. We didn't know yeah. any better, and it was different, so that was cool. But it's really cool now, especially with all the expanded lore we've had over the years. And also, it's just I'm, we, we don't ever really talk about it enough, guys, in general, just out there in the masses. But like this is 343's first time to show off Brutes, and no, Halo yeah, Wars 2 doesn't do count. Bruce. So yeah, like this is so going to – it just has me so excited. Continue, though. Yeah, I, I wonder, I mean, I get the vibe that these Brutes are going to play differently than we're, you know, I don't think it's going to feel like we're just fighting Halo 3 Brutes, because these are designed newly from, yeah. from the ground Yeah, wouldn't it be up. great if the takeaway, one of the takeaways from this game is honestly people saying like, man, I've never had more fun fighting Brutes. Like, yeah, like way Brutes were done game. best by 343, I mean, yeah. that definitely be a legacy. Yeah, they deserve that, that too, I'd love that. Um, he says, we talked a lot about the desire for Brutes to feel more visceral as well. The player will experience this in everything from the way they attack, how their armor can be shot off, and the voiceover. 
uh, and the voiceover too, which is cool. Just hearing them yeah. like act differently. Brutes as enemy are a nice juxtaposition from a character like the Elite that tends to be more composed and tactical. The Brutes are all about brute force. Yeah. Not the game. Not yeah. the game. The sequel to Halo 1. Um, Much for better lack game of than, a better uh, way of than putting that one it, game Roland was in. Ugh, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> and this shows through in the gameplay. For example, where an Elite might peel off from combat and take cover, a Brute will be more likely to charge the player in a rage. Ooh, Very bad. cool. Uh, Brian goes on to say, ah, yes, the Brutes. Who doesn't ah, yes. love them? Reaper. Banished Brutes. Uh, the team rose to the challenge with these bad boys. There was a ton of legacy here we wanted to stay true to, but always find boundaries to push. One of our main focuses from the player's perspective was to create a sense of visual damage that set the Brutes apart from the other enemies. As you fight the Brutes, you'll see all kinds of armor and debris flying off of them, from shoulder pad to thigh pads to helmets, shooting across the map. Knowing this, we knew we had to design the armors in such a way that facilitated this. We designed the Brute tech suit with various attachment points so that we could modularize the armor plates so that they could be shot off. Funny enough, early on, one of the challenges that we had with this approach was in certain cases, by the time you finished off a Brute, he would be pretty much naked and bare. <laughs> this is why they flaunt a full-body tech suit. The team had an absolute blast working on them. Oh, uh, last thing here said by... Yeah, I don't want to... Yeah, actually, I do want to see Brute butt cheeks. That'd be funny. Maybe have like a Craig in a cave somewhere with the, the naked. That'd be funny. <laughs> yeah. uh, J- finally, from JC, he says, The Brutes have the commanding presence, and they don't all fight the same way. They're extraordinarily strong, carry a lot of weight around, and they are, have this pent-up anger that needs to come across clearly as they fight you. That gave animators a chance their to explore problem. their physicality in different situations and with different weapon types. They can be explosive, and while they are not as agile as elites, they are just as dangerous it is really fun to animate them. And they show another picture here of a brute berserker, which looks really cool. Really cool design. Yeah. Jesus, he reminds me of some of like the uh, the locust equivalent in like Gears of War. Is that some yeah. Of, you know, the it does kind of have that, that physique of a locust. Yeah. Yeah. Good God. Um, Monstrous looking. Uh, they go on here to talk about Craig a little bit, and they show a new picture of what a, Craig, a current contemporary Craig <laughs> render looks with. Much better facial features and uh, beard, facial hair, and the mohawk. Like the equivalent of like uh, Craig starting out in your Shadow of Mordor story. And he's just one of your, yeah. you know, like your Like your he's character. been defeated three times, but he comes back, he's missing an eye and two legs. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. exactly it, Brian. Yeah. yeah. Well no, that's, that, that was fun. I and I do enjoy, I did, I do miss the Nemesis system. I'm surprised yeah. no one borrowed that. No one. It's insane. Yeah, dude. Um, Let's see here. Scrolling down. Let's see what else. Oh, we got a picture, a new picture of the pilot here. I'm really excited. I got a feeling the pilot might be one of my favorite characters. Like, not like top favorite, but like top 10, you know, like that might be a favorite character. It seems to channel some of that good energy we got from Sergeant Johnson, even though he's not like Sergeant Johnson, just some of that good. I can't wait to see what his story is because he's still labeled as the pilot. And why his name is so secretive. Yeah, why would his name be so secretive? You know, they you would have figured they would have. Like, we already got Spartan Agreement's name, so like, why would we not get his name? Is he related to somebody? Like, I feel like that's what it's got to be. You would think so, but like, who could they pull from? I don't know. I don't know know. either. It's hard to say. Um, Let's see here. Next question they asked him in regards to the narrative stuff. What are some of the key differences between returning returning characters in Halo Infinite versus prior titles? Does the evolved sandbox and gameplay in our most expansive campaign ever have any impact, impact on character design? Steve says, there has been a lot rebuilt from the ground up for Halo Infinite in terms of AI behavior that absolutely takes the evolved sandbox and more open gameplay into consideration. For example, those new fusion coils the player can grab and throw can also be thrown by brutes. At times, a brute may even toss a grunt at the player. Love yeah, that so sacrifice. Much. Never going to get sick of that. 
I can't imagine just turning around having a freaking grunt like go right at your face. You know, <laughs> that'll make um, you jump. The other thing we need to support on the character side is the effectiveness of things like the new equipment versus the character versus characters. The evolution of the sandbox has given the player more options in combat. For example, the grapple shot will pull you to a brute, be deflected by a hunter, and not attached to a jackal, but will pop their shield to the side so the player can get damage onto the body. Another evolution that may surprise players is some of our smarter AI will upgrade their weapon. When possible, by grabbing a better weapon off a rack, the ground, or even a grunt mule. So basically, like your grapple shot, if you're just grapple shot in a brute, it's going to take you to the brute. If you grapple shot a jackal, all it's going to do is make their shield go off to the side so you can get a hit on them. Mm-hmm. Or if you do it to a hunter, they're just going to deflect it. So it's not going to work the same for every enemy that makes them feel more alive. Very cool. Um, then they show hunter, a picture hunter of the be new like, jackals. Uh, the, the dude from, uh, the, the main bad dude from Fury Road, he'd be like, mediocre. Yeah, right. <laughs> Uh, you shall join me at the gates of Valhalla. Yeah. Um, yeah, then they got a couple pictures here of the jackals. I think the jackals here are probably, for me, this might be the best they've looked since Halo 2. Halo 2. Combat Evolved. Complete yeah. agreement. Yeah. not agreement. Right around that time. Yep. Uh, the ones with the shields, the one with the snipers, they just look badass. I love the whole Revers cool. blue vibe. Looks like an album cover. Yeah. Yeah. But there's no actual Red versus Blue in the game. That's the crazy part. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't need to be reminded of that. Uh, oh, and then if you scroll down here a little further, Josh, <laughs> they got a picture of that grunt mule that's going to walk around carrying Yeah, that little pack power. rat. I love that. That's so cool. Yeah, That's such it a w- neat idea. I'm surprised it took this long to come up with it. Yeah, but look at his gun. He's holding that little pistol. I don't even know what that. that is. Yeah, I know. I'm very looks curious. looks like it might be some kind of electrical weapon. I like the look of it. I want to try it out. Oh, dude. Then if you scroll down again, you'll see this is what people on uh, Twitter just can't stop talking about. This is the picture, updated render of Jager Rodumni. Yeah. Where he's got like a almost like a half energy sword in one hand and then a full energy sword in the other. Mm-hmm. They're both red. I mean, you know, I wasn't a hater of the Halo Four and Five elites, but when you look at this 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 elite here, Jager Rodumni, his yeah. character design and look is just leagues above anything from Halo Four. And 5. Well, that's I agree, and that's honestly what I like too, is because you have the distinction of like some of the classic looks, so you know, kind of like what is regular like run of the mill. You know, banished. Yeah. You know, with with the elites and stuff like that. But then you have someone like Jaga, who just looks almost he, ha- he kind of has that like four and five design, but to a whole other level, and it really helps uh, distinguish him all the more yeah. aesthetically. So yeah. Uh, and then this part's kind of exciting. Which this this article actually did a good job of kind of changing my perspective on the new enemies. So this next question was: We know you likely can't provide too many specifics, but are there any new species you can encounter in Halo Infinite? Steve says yes. There are new species as well as new variants and combat challenges that are unique to Halo Infinite. One of the new enemies we just revealed in the campaign overview is the Skimmer. While I won't give away everything about them, what I can say is they are a mid-tier combatant, sort of on the level with the Jackals and higher-tier Grunts. They aren't full-flying enemies, but have hover packs to allow them to move around quickly and provide unique challenges and opportunities to the player while on foot or in a vehicle. We didn't want to pursue a flying enemy. As we found in an FPS, flying enemies can get a little frustrating and disorienting as the players are forced to look up. <laughs> and everyone Skimmers breathed like a sigh of relief. What's that? And everyone breathed a sigh of relief. I agree, man. I think that they nailed it there because I don't want flying enemies either. Like I like drones because of nostalgia, but it, you always had to look up to fight them. And then the Watchers never really took off. People always were annoyed Mm-mm. by the Watchers. Just the fact that these things can hover off the ground and move quickly... But still be attacked on ground level and even hit by a like a warthog, 
that's going to make for some good. Well, and I think I honestly think the name is so in line with like classic Halo too, because you had grunts, which made sense, jackals, you know, elites and stuff. Skimmers, they're going to skim the ground. Yeah, it's so literal. I love that. This is where I'm coming around to it because I'm like, if skimmers are just another alien faction that have joined the banished, that's pretty cool to me. Originally, I thought it would be something different. Um, Says. Skimmers, like their namesake, move around by just skimming above the ground. We can't talk too many other specifics before release. We are just beginning to scratch the surface of the mysteries this ring holds, and that includes enemies. We can't wait for the fans to get their hands on this game and discover the new goodies. Yeah. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, basically they look like, they kind of look like almost like a flying grunt. Would you agree with that, Josh? Oh, absolutely. Well, I kind of get more of a jackal vibe a little bit. Yeah, flying jackals, Mm -hmm. you know. But, but still, it, it fits that. in with the Covenant to me. No, it does. And I think it's nice to see kind of the familiar with uh, kind of a new enemy, enemy type kind of introduced into that to have that originalness. So, I again, I keep coming back to uh, I'm loving how they're doing this. I, I feel like they're really borrowing from the, the DNA of, of Bungie, but really putting their own stamp on it. Yeah. Um, Josh, we're getting into the UI section here. And rather than once again go through, this is a whole other article's length worth. worth yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, one thing I know we can touch on that I know we'll both have something to say on is they touch on here about how they've landed on like, you know, a good UI and good placement for things on the screen. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of the community, including you and me, correct me if I'm wrong, Josh, we feel like the the UI could have been a little bit different than how it's going to launch. It, it seems to not be as beneficial as it could be at helping convey the information easily. No. Uh, yeah, I am with you on that. I do think there is a bit of a problem there. I honestly think that's probably their biggest issue right now. Everything else seems to be on the mark. Um, but obviously I know they listen to that stuff and I'm sure they probably can't really tweak too much of that, but hopefully we can see a little bit of polish there. Some, you know, some final touches being made. I just feel like the, that. it'd be nice if like grenades were separate from the other stuff or something like that. So you could kind of like your eyes right. quicker remove well, to detect, you know? Yeah. Because, okay. Like in Halo five, I think the stuff was on the upper left and right. Right. And then, so you had the, the health in the yeah. middle, you know, you had your shield, which made sense because your eyes are going to look up briefly to yeah. see your shield. And you, you know, and but you so then it was easy to just look at grenades and stuff yeah. like that. So I don't know why everything is so compact down in that lower right hand corner. But I do like, uh, I think they talked about it in here too. I think Gone is now kind of how in Halo 4 and 5 they had kind of the visor, kind of that 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 line. Oh, yeah, that's your visor. Gone. I'm glad. Yeah, same here. Although that was cool, you know, it was cool idea, but it wasn't needed. You know? You're right. You're right. And I, honestly, it was kind of forgettable in that sense, but cool idea. Yeah. So, yeah, no, no, no. I'm with you, Brian. Uh, and then and then they go on, which is kind of cool. They, they talk about how there's going to be certain UI elements that are specifically in campaign, but not in multiplayer, specifically in multiplayer, not in campaign. Right. And then they go further down to show that um, some, how some storytelling is going to be done in the campaign through your visor, through like the visor darkening and different phrases and different symbols coming up on the screen. Ooh. And they've got some GIFs here on, or GIFs, I, I think. I need to just accept that the world says GIFs, even though I say GIFs. So <laughs> GIFs that say, uh, that show you some of this visor stuff. So very cool ways of kind of uh, uh, using the HUD to do storytelling. And then they show how they've kind of unified UI across your upgrades, your your the digital ammo counter on your AR, right. uh, Warthog, like all this UI is kind of tying together to have one language, which is really cool. Um, yeah, like the way that looks. Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, and then we oh, then we get this great screenshot that shows uh, Master Chief and an up a list of upgrades, which is something that we just never thought we'd see in Halo. And you Thruster. Can see here you're gonna get Spartan cores in Halo Infinite, 
and you can use this to upgrade stuff such as anything from grapple shot. We got shield core, um, threat sensor, drop wall, thruster, um, you know, stuff like upgrading your grapple shot so that it can electrocute a brute when you shoot at him with your grapple shot. Josh, are you are you glad? Like, do you think once you get these upgrades in campaign, when you go back to older Halos, is something going to feel lacking or no? What no, I I don't think I need these. I don't think um I'm gonna prefer these being there. But I think it'll be fun for the first experience, yeah. and I, I I don't think I'll I'll think about them too much past it. But um, I think it's fun in the, just in the sense of you know how you are a super soldier. Well, now you get to kind of progress in that. So, you know, thinking about getting to like the, the level five thrust compared to like level one, I think will feel rewarding. By then you will feel like, holy shit, I really have like leveled up in this way. Yeah. But I don't need it. It's not a necessity to me. And I don't think I don't think it's going to weigh down the game at all, because once I beat it the first time and I replay it, probably not going to pursue a whole lot of that stuff. You know, I, I imagine this stuff is going to be built around going to secret areas, uh, destroying like, you know, keeps and, and, and bases and stuff like that. Or, or finding you know skulls or what have you so uh, I'm, I'm sure this is going to make it rewarding to explore delta halo but in terms of just this stuff being kind of there statistically to kind of build chief up um, i don't need it but it's cool yeah no I'm, I'm hoping that it's not something that feels lacking when you go back to older halos i don't think that'll be the case for me but it's something new and exciting when you play through infinite because if you that way it's in future replays you could go you know what I'm going to go all in on the threat sensor this time because every other time I went thruster, you can kind of mix it up and very true. give you more reasons to replay. Oh, very true. Um, last thing I kind of want to touch on here, Josh, is they, they, talk, they talk about the new tack map and how it's been updated. Yeah. I mean, I think you're on the same page as me. Doesn't the tack map look leagues better than the 2020 reveal? Oh, my gosh. This does. And I love how this looks because it looks like this will be so pretty on PC, but then also so easily navigatable on consoles yeah it really does and i was going to ask you because i never noticed this before i don't know if this was kind of our first like reveal of it but on the lower right hand corner it says fast travel online so what do you think oh, about yeah. that in halo you're gonna call bro hammer to come pick you up and take you to another area yeah how do you feel about that uh, for the for what they're going for with the semi semi open world, I think it fits. It's it's part of like the tropes that come with open world, right? Fast yeah. travel. Um, as long as as long as you can't like fast travel to the other side of the ring without discovering it first. You know, like in Skyrim, how you had to find the spot first and then mm-hmm. you can fast travel. I wouldn't want it to like you know. I wouldn't want it to be like oh you know there's a new story mission you know ten miles that way just fast travel. I want to be able to. I want to have to get there first. You know what I mean? For sure. But. It doesn't seem like the game's going to be anywhere near as big as other open worlds because they've been careful to say it's semi-open world. So, right. But if it's big enough to need fast travel, that's got to say something. Right. No, absolutely. I, I agree with you. I'm, I'm glad it's there. It's just it's strange to think about in Halo. But, man, chat me up for a moment. So we're looking at this in the screenshot, guys, that you can see on there. Um, this particular quest that they're looking at is called Ransom Keep with the goal to sabotage the repair bays. Now... On the bottom left of this, it's got area collectibles, and it's showing you know this particular person playing has a couple of them, um, and there is seven in total. Uh, going back to the seven, I wish I zero love. interest in collectibles. Yeah, totally understand that. Totally understand. <laughs> I know, that. I'm just being a dick. I mean, I'm serious, but also yeah. <laughs> well, I know that's you, so I, I get it, man. I get it. But uh, but what I think's cool about that though, it's on the lower left. Like I said, shows the collectibles, right, guys? Shows how many are in the area that you're in. Well, that's if you how- look at the quest itself. 
it shows within that quest, like that area, that little section, it shows how many there are of each. So like there's three particular ones and one one of them has like two that are available within that mm. area, stuff like that. So I think that's really cool. Um, so like, for example, if I go to this keep, I take it over and maybe I'm trying to get these collectibles, I'll be able to see that, okay, there's two of this particular type in this area and I maybe I want to find them before I leave. I like that rather than just, oh, you got to find it. Let me go on YouTube and, and try to locate all the Riddler trophies. You know, yeah, I mean, there needs that. to be a way to find them in game without it being impossible. Because like, yeah. if you just use it online, then it's just busy work, right? Right, and you don't want something like this to be something that people have. That's not fun. Ultimately, you want to make it as easy as possible to find this stuff. Like, put it there, dangle the carrot. That's it. You know, yeah. some games are like, we got a carrot out there. You got to find it. This one's like, no, it's like we're gonna dangle the carrot, and if you want to go eat it, we're gonna we're not gonna make it hard for you. But also, you don't. Yeah. You can take the carrot and throw it. <laughs> if you want. Yeah. No. I mean, if those, if I come across those things, I'm definitely going to pick them up. I'm just for not, sure. I, I don't know if there's anything. If I don't. I, I don't like. You know, when I play a game and I, I spend forever looking around for it and I can't find it. In Twenty minutes, a gameplay passed by, so I haven't found it. I'm just. Uh, I get it. You want the thirty? You're, you're a thirty seconds of fun guy, and I definitely. Get that. I'm a Jamie Greasemere fan. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Uh, but speaking of ransom keep, uh, there's this final note from Joe Staten on this uh, Inside Infinite. It says. Mm. First, if you haven't watched the Halo Infinite campaign overview video, please do, especially the Ransom Keep sequence that begins at 3 minutes and 34 seconds, because that particular part really shows off how the character, UI, and many other teams have joined forces to create a part of the Infinite campaign experience that feels classic and innovative at the same time, an experience that we call Super Soldier Base Assault. Sorry, I mean... Super Soldier Base Assault. <laughs> you gotta lean into the movie trailer announcer voice because decimating fortified alien war bases truly is epic good fun. And here's why. Halo games have always been about freedom and more specifically, the freedom to make interesting tactical choices to optimize your power projection inside a rich physical simulation. While previous Halo campaigns have been chock full of interesting choices, none have had a world simulation that comes close to Halo Infinite's. Specifically... Banished bases like Ransom Keep aren't obstacles across a linear path. They don't have one or two or three avenues of attack. They are approachable from every cardinal direction, and often from above and below as well. They don't just have designer-crafted pre-placed weapons and vehicles that encourage you to lean into a particular set of tactics. These mighty fortresses stand ready to repulse any arsenal that you choose to deploy against them. And that's actually pretty smart of the Banished, because super soldiers have many, many choices. These include equipment. And if you look at the sequence of the campaign overview video that begins at 4 minutes and 13 seconds, you'll see a first glimpse of how Halo Infinite gives you more freedom than ever before to create your own personal Spartan combat style. Do you want to invest in your threat sensor to improve your reconnaissance capability before executing a stealthier base assault? Do you prefer to amp up your shield core to enable a more tank-like smash-the-gate-and-danger-be-damned approach? Maybe the grapple shot is your priority to maximize freedom of movement and manipulation of battlefield objects like fusion coils. All these decisions and more are just fine by us. Because Halo Infinite is a game that always does its best to say yes to you and the choices you want to make. And that includes the choice to launch a perfectly good warthog full of newly liberated marines safely off the side of a mountain. Joseph Staten. If he doesn't have a way of selling you on that campaign at the end, I don't know who does. Gotta love Joe, man. Always closing out with a mic drop. Gotta love what it. What do you think you'll go? For, what do you think you'll upgrade first, Josh, in that campaign? Thrust. 
I get that. You know, I feel I feel so lame to just think, I think I want to go to Grapple Shot first because it's so much fun. But I'm like, I feel like most, like if they do a poll, I feel like 90% of people are going to go for Grapple Shot first. I get it. And then over time, we'll try other stuff. I get it. Grapple Shot is new. So you you definitely got the the wanting to kind of experiment with that, kind yeah. of the, what that brings to the sandbox. For me, I'm definitely not someone who wants to be up close and personal, loving the battle rifle. Um, oh, yeah. Starting to dig the commando not. more, you know, loving the DMR of old. Um, things like that, Spartan lasers even. So I definitely like the weapons that kind of give me that medium long range in combat. So I think something like thrust, which helps me be able to kind of dodge out of the way, you know, like if I'm sniping and then someone, or like I I suddenly get my shields dropped because a jackal just sniped me or something. I don't know. I'm going to want to thrust back or something. So, um, pretty cool for me. Plus it just pulls me back to what I really, really loved about Halo four and five's sandbox. So yeah, but, um, I love the little nod here to, uh, the <laughs> them going off the cliff, but yeah. Before I yeah. forget, before we go into that, uh, what what about you, man? What's the first thing you're gonna level up? You say grapple shot. I mean, is there anything else that you kind of that, that that pulls to you? Well, thruster, because you, I'm just like you. I'm a thruster fan. Like you said, like back when we were playing Halo Four, I told you. Remember, I told you, Josh. I was like, if anything needs to come back in Halo Five, it needs to be that thruster. You did I brought it back. You absolutely did. You were so on they, the nose with that. And then they cut it from Infinite's multiplayer, but probably for the best, I suppose. But it's in the campaign at least. And yeah. well, actually, no, it's it doesn't. What am I saying? It's not cut from the multiplayer. It's in a pickup. It's a pickup equipment. It's not a. It's not a stand or standard thing you have on a button. I wonder if I'm going to come around to that because I just don't imagine like, oh, I got three uses of like that thrust. Sucks. You know, I just I don't. But yeah, because in Halo you know, Five, you could just use it as you needed. Yeah, but again, I'm only looking at it through the window of what I have experienced, and I don't know yeah. how they're doing it in this yet. So That's my I thing: is like how open. how how used to using the thruster do I want to get when I know that most of the time I'm not going to have it on me? Yeah, good question. You know? Good question. So, yeah, um, Josh, are you ready for some voice clips from? Hell yeah, people? man! Um, but overall, in closing, uh, this is definitely getting exciting. We are seeing, you know, so uh, much stuff. Yeah, so much stuff drops. So much stuff hit now. And it just makes me think if you guys could, you know, take everything that came out last year, like some of the cups, and you had like that one, uh, was it Taco Bell commercial? Taco Bell commercial. Like that. If you could lump all that now in with this, holy shit! I mean, we're it feels like we're already starting to pop, but we would already. Yeah, and you know, I mean, I could be wrong, but I feel like they're saving the big guns for a little bit closer. Like whatever the biggest commercial or biggest live action trailer is. That's going to come either end of November or right before. This the is game just launches. the beginning, and honestly, just it's, it's we're, like we're almost yeah. <laughs> just, it's only the beginning. We're just a little over a month out. We haven't seen anything from Roland, so so far so good. Honestly, if we get to that point, Roland's not in it. Ten out of ten for me. Oh, dude, yeah. If Roland's not in this game, best Halo ever made. Absolutely, absolutely. He set the bar so low. He really did. <laughs> okay, Josh, we got a voice clip here from our buddy Tony. Now, I listened to this one beforehand, and. Okay. You don't know what to expect, and you're just going to... I'm interested to hear what you think of this, Josh. Is he dodging more spoilers? This is gold. No, this is not what you'd expect. You ready? Okay. Here we go. Is he going to see? I would love that. This one's a knee slapper. Hold on. Or a toe tapper. Oh my god, this, this is amazing. Dude. Oh 
Probably. <laughs> Where does the talent end with that guy? Dude, that was one of the best clips I've heard so far in Sacred Icons history. You should have seen you should have seen Josh Cheesen over here. I was keeping quiet because I wanted to let your your, oh your song get. God. Damn, Toby, dude, that was a treat. what the fuck? You went so hard and it was so good. Damn. That was a treat for everybody here. <laughs> oh my god. God. His damn. voice is is he's really talented, man. I cannot believe that. I'm a little bit stunned right now. Thank God I'm a Halo boy. <laughs> it was so good, though. Yeah. Oh, dude. my God. And I love that song. I love John Denver's Country Boy song. Uh, That's such a yeah. good song. Great cover. Oh, my God. I don't know what you're going to get from him. I thought, okay, this is going to be about dodging spoilers. And they open it, and he starts singing to me. I'm like, well, I was, that's sweet music. I would have been more than sweet, happy sweet with music. him dodging spoilers again. But damn, and I was like, is he going to sing? And then, like... Starts doing the knee slapper, toe slapper, and then starts going into it. And I was like, "Oh shit!" So this is. Happening. I just want. I want to be at like a. I want to be at like a restaurant with like mood lighting, and I want to have like a nice steak and a baked potato, and Tony singing on stage. I gotta that get up there with be, him. I gotta get up there be, with and him. And yeah, Josh, you can go up there too. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, Tony. Thank you, man. Holy shit! You you add so much. You bring so much energy. I love your vibes, dude. God damn! I'm so glad you're a part of the community. Thank you for yeah, that. Dude, we love you, Tony. Thank you so much for that. Uh, Josh, wow. are, okay, you ready to go into business and patron shout-outs? Or do you, we don't have any iTunes reviews, right? We don't got any this time. No, uh, the streak oh has been my broken, gosh, guys. Broke the, streak. the streak has been broken. Please, by all means, if you guys want to leave us a review on Apple Pod, please do so. Let us know. Give us five stars. Tell us anything you want. Put us on the spot with a question, a statement, anything, and we will cover it on the show. We're going to read it off. And uh, you can even say, make us say that we love Roland. Now, we won't mean it. But we'll say it for you guys. Yeah, as long as it's it'll a five be a complete farce, as anyone would imagine. Uh, Josh, yes, hit me up with the sound of Roland being a main character in Halo Infinite. Oh, hey guys, I'm a main character. Pay attention to me, everyone. Look at me. I'm Roland. Huh? I got a lot to say. My opinion really matters. <laughs> I'm this little guy. You guys are tens. I'm like a five. Look at me all over here, orange. You guys like my uh, Crimson Skies DLC gear, even though that's not a relevant game anymore. You probably never heard of it. <laughs> Am I right? Because I'm such. I'm, I'm from so long ago. You know, like an original Xbox game that's backwards compatible. But you know, we don't have an updated version of that. Look at me. Hey, pay attention to me. I'm Roland. I suck. <laughs> <laughs> I wish there was a way to audibly over the podcast make the animations of his face when he's like, the hell? Like, you're not listening to me? Yeah. Like, what? he tries to talk and they're like, wow. oh, shit. Oh, you just gonna go talk over your boy Roland. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, fuck you. <laughs> oh, gosh. What he, a, thinks what a... he, he, probably thinks, he probably thinks he's the one who's supposed to uphold the mantle. That little shit. Yeah. We all get delu- <laughs> uh, illusions, uh, delusions of grandeur. Yeah, yeah. God, please. not not anywhere near as bad as Roland, though. He is he's the worst, no, the lowest uh, of the. Josh, low. where where can we go if somebody wants to become a patron and, and and support the podcast monetarily and get some sweet benefits? Where do they go? At patreon.com slash sacred icon, guys. It's Man. actually patreon.com. What I say, patron. A, I say patron. You can become a patron, but it's at patreon.com slash sacred icon. We got four tiers there, guys. For as low as a dollar, you can be mentioned on the podcast every week. We'll shout you out, say some funny shit. Uh, but there's also other cool shit you can get if you if you go higher. You can get T-shirts. You can get extra content, extra podcasts. You can even be on the podcast with us. Go check that out at patreon.com slash sacred icon. If you want to follow Josh on Twitter, he is at Jurassic Joshy. If you want to follow me, I am at Brian's Bane. If you want to find us both at Sacred Icon, we are at Sacred Icon Pod. Uh, if you want to send us an email or a voice clip, maybe a knee slapping tune like Tony, send it to sacrediconpodcast at gmail.com. <laughs> Hell yeah. Uh, 
We have an Etsy shop. If you guys want to buy a shirt or a keychain or anything like that, just go to Etsy, search for Sacred Icon. You'll find that there. My wife makes that stuff. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, uh, we hate rolling shirt coming soon. Ooh, got to get on that. I'll tell Erica to make that. We're going to keep his face <laughs> off the shirt, though, because we don't oh, yeah. want it to. Don't, can't give him that much credit. No. You know? No one needs to uh, see Yeah, that. but if you guys want to join our Discord, everyone is welcome. We love having you guys there. There's going to be lots of cool shit to talk about as we're getting closer to Infinite, and all this new trailers and all this new stuff is dropping. You're going to want to be in our Discord. You can talk with us. We're always in there. It's a great time. Uh, the Discord link invite is at the top of our Twitter. Um, Josh, you ready to get into these patron shout-outs? Yeah. Absolutely, man. Always oh man. Stuff. Okay, so so we're gonna go. We're gonna actually we're gonna go old school now, since you know we've we've done my whole thing a couple times. We're gonna go old school <laughs> here. So, Josh, newest patron we have. I I think I'm probably gonna mispronounce it, so I, we apologize, okay. but we're just gonna make what we can out of it. It looks like I L R Ving TV. So like Ilverine TV or Alvarine TV. I R L. I don't know. In real life, Ving TV. Okay. Oh, in real life, Ving TV. I don't know. I don't know, but either way, it sounds like a channel I want to tune into. Thank you so much for your Absolutely. support. Appreciate that Absolutely. so much. Great seeing If we that don't get up. cable and we plug in the antenna, there's only one channel we pick up. It's you, buddy. Hell yeah. Well said, there Brian. Is. Josh is like, I like that, Brian. I That's do good. too. Yeah, I do. Uh, another new patron we got is Jason Bird. He was uh, Killzone7364 that sent in a voice clip oh, last week. nice, nice, nice. Uh, thanks uh, for becoming a patron, dude. Yeah, son of We'd Larry Bird, a famous basketball player. Uh, you, you know, Sir Swish a lot. That's you. Thank you so much for always making There we great go. Yeah, shots. very nice, Josh. Okay, the next we got, okay, so that, that was our two new patrons. We got my brother, Creighton, goes by Mr. Muffin in the patron. Thank you so much, Creighton. <laughs> yeah, who who was our you, protagonist man. through the last uh, patron shout-out story. So, Creighton, I love you, man. Miss you so yeah, much. Buddy. Yeah, he was. He was the t- t- detective Mr. Muffin. I yeah. think I chose that because his icon here on patron is uh, a muffin with a mustache and an eye patch or a monocle. Ah, very nice. Detective very nice Mr. choice, Muffin. Creighton. Um, next, we got AJ's Dank. We know what that was like. Uh, you know. <laughs> AJ's so dank. Thank you for your support, AJ's Dank. AJ, thank you. Um, next, we got Evan Leaw. Thank you so much Evan for your support. Evan Leaw. I love that name. Elliot Leow. Finn. We love having you here, Elliot Finn. Uh, Hell yeah. Friend of Alex, friend of Heruspices. Thank you for being here. Love that name, Next, too. we got Fallout 152, a much better sequel than Fallout 76. <laughs> Perfectly that. said. Thank you so uh, much. Next, we got Kevin Benson, who, if everything goes according to plan, he is in our Sacred Boy tier, and he will be on the podcast with us next week. Yay! We hope that we hope that works out. That's the plan. We'll see you next week. He'll be on here to Kevin. talk with us. That'll be exciting. Thank yeah. you so much for your support, man. Next, we got Owen the Lego King. Thank you so much. Love talking Owen, to you in the, the Discord. Lego King. Jacob Churchill, thank you for being here, for supporting Jacob us. Really Church- appreciate that. Uh, Stephen Lasloffy, uh, dude, we love you. Said some really kind things in the in the Patreon this week. You left yeah, a comment. Hell yeah, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Love you, dude. Next, we got Huli Babuli. Have you found his shoely? Thank you so much for that support. <laughs> thank you, buddy. Josh, sing me a little tune about Menadeus. Menadeus, 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 Menadeus. Oh, 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 Menadeus. Oh, come on, rock there me, Menadeus. Go. Brian is oh. fucking gyrating the whole time. Oh, I, close, <laughs> I close my eyes, and I transcend into another plane of existence. It's great. I love that Brian does that when I sing that for you, buddy. And then when we get to space, he's, he, Brian sings that, and I just I'm, vibe. I'm, I'm going to prep you guys. I'm not there yet, but this is what's coming soon. I'm a spin. I'm a spin. I'm a spin. You got to wait for it. <laughs> uh, next, we got Shin Rebel. He's a rebel. He's a saint. Thank you so Hell much. Hell yeah. Thank Appreciate you so that. much, buddy. Next, we got Ascending from the Ashes anew, Irish Phoenix. Thank Irish so much. Phoenix. Dude, I saw you in the, the, the ARC channel today supporting me with my stuff. I really appreciate that. Thank you, bro. Thank you for doing that. Next, we me, got, man. it's not the cool shark. It's not the dope shark. It's the lame shark, but he's cooler than them all. My favorite so Power much. Ranger. Yeah. Uh, next, we got the Dav, who says he is going to be a lifelong fan. We really appreciate that. That man. meant, the Dav is yeah. So much cool. cooler than the Dab. Yeah. Hell yeah. 
Next, we got Timberland Bear, who, you know, the other day I was on Discord chat with uh, Joe Smalley, and Joe Smalley was like, dude, Timberland Bear is so nice. It's freaking ridiculous. I can't believe how nice that dude is. I'm like, I agree, man. He's just a genuine good dude. Love Timberland Bear. I love Timberland Bear. I love his voice. I love his aura, man. Great dude. Next, we got Kevin Nelson. Thank you so much for your continued support. We love you, dude. Hell yeah. Thank you, Kevin. Next, we got Demon256. He's got 256 megabytes in his armor. (laughs) Very, you know, old school. Next, we got Eric Milligan. Makes me think of Mulligans from early Madden games. Thank you so much. (laughs) Uh, Josh, we got this uh, person named Natsumi. I don't know if you got anything to say about her. Moon of my life. Love you, Nat. Love you, Nat. Thank you for the support. Wonderful. I can see the butterflies in the air. The butterflies. Next, we got... Jared Hartley, dude, I've seen you come back to the Discord. We're glad to have you back. Love you so much. Yeah, I love Thanks that selfie, here. by the way, man. Great, great having. Oh yeah, selfie. dude, you're always looking fly. Hell yeah. For a, for a white guy, am I right? Oh man, uh, offspring reference there. That was nice. There you go. Hell yeah. Yeah, uh, dude, don't you hate it when you level up in Oblivion and those mud crabs turn into lurker crabs? <sighs> well, when they're patron supporters, you don't hate it. Thank you so much, lurker. Crab. Uh, I love Appreciate them. you. I love them. What I don't love is Roland. No, I don't love him either. He's a piece of. Oof, don't even get me started. Yeah. If I could. I would send Roland into spacebound rocket ship and now I'm spreading ooh, and I'm in me Thank you, spacebound rocket ship. Love you so much. Thank you. Uh, next we got, as I mentioned earlier, Joe Smalley, Small Print TV. He is a moderator. He is the video editor of our videos. He's an awesome dude. Love having you here. He's also a patron supporter. I, I paid this dude for video editing, and then he he's a patron. <laughs> yeah, I know. absolute king, though. Love that guy. He's a Such king. Such a gent. Thank great to so play much. with. Love that dude. Thank you, man. Uh, next, we got Aaron. He's also another great dude who's a moderator. We love you so much. Yeah, Good love him. Love his more. streams. Love his voice. Photography. Ooh. Man, Aaron is just great through and through. Going to play some Infinite with him soon. He's Absolutely. Awesome. Next, we got Colton Pittman taking out Brett Favre perpetually. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, Colton. Love the name. Uh, and, you know, the reason that Colton Pittman is so big and strong is because he goes, yum, catfish, eats that catfish. Great stuff. <laughs> oh, we need to so do a much. commercial of yum, catfish sometime. Yum, catfish. Mm, yum, catfish. Next, we got Rodan. He is a classic Sacred Icon member. Thank you so much for yeah, being here. Love man, you. Man, it feels like you've been here forever, and I love that. Oh, yeah. Can't remember it before him. Next, we got Butter My Waffles. Not my biscuits, not my toast. My, Butter waffles. my waffles. Thank you so Thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Next, we got Josh's friend, Nerva. He made the Sacred Icon bingo card what it is today. Yeah, dude. Oh, my God. I need to, I need to see that again. I got, I got to look. Josh, now, Thank I didn't you, do it very well last you, time, man. and I want I want to hear your version of it. Um, do do the back in black for ACDC. Back in black! Back in black! I don't know the word, but I keep thinking I got a red juice! Red juice! Okay, at some point it just sounded like you were gargling applesauce, but it started off well. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Brian's acting nice. like I wasn't, but I was. Cinnamon. He's always like, cinnamon? Is that cinnamon flavor you got? That's cinnamon! That's <laughs> good! It's good! I'm Thank you so much, Anthony. Appreciate you, bro. <laughs> I hope that didn't break your eardrums. Uh, next, we got Descending from the Ceiling with his. Web, web from coming from his butthole. It's Caleb Webster. Hey guys, thank you so much. He's the guy who makes the music. He's he's the Michael Salvatore and the Marty O'Donnell of uh, Sacred Icon. All in one. Next, we got Chris Greco, me Gecko Neko. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Josh will say, "Can you do that one more time, Brian?" Next, we got Chris Greco, me Gecko, and my Gecko. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. And Josh says, "You know what? Why not do it for a third time?" Next, we got Chris Greco, me Neko Greco. Have you seen my Greco? It's Chris Greco. Triple kill. Thank you so much, Brian. Amazing. You know me so well. I love you, man. It's not not just the patron support; it's the ability to say that off and have so much fun. Next, we got Tony. That's got that amazing singing voice. Thank you for that voice clip. Appreciate you so Uh, much. Thank God we're here. We got Pixel Freaks, who is far better than the original film. 
Pixels, someone brought up right? Pixels at work, and I was in my head. I was I wanted to say out loud. I was like, "But have you seen Pixel Freaks?" And I was like, "Wait, that's like, not oh, that'd be kind of weird, though." So yeah, <laughs> they wouldn't know. You wouldn't understand that reference. That's but, yes, thank you so uh, much. Next, we got. Oh man, I got to think of a new way to approach this here. I don't want to. I don't want to use the same thing I've said before. How could okay. I? How could I go new with this? Um, it's the man who wiped out every single snowboarder on the downhill slope. Because instead of using a snowboard, he was riding his giant-ass mustache. It's Aries 0430. Thank Jesus you so much. Christ. Thank you, buddy. <laughs> Josh doesn't know it's coming until it comes. Oh, it's great. <laughs> so much, such a pause with that. Oh, God. <laughs> Next, we got Alex Diaz. Thank you so much for your support. Love you, Alex, bro. thank you, man. Love the name. We got not the Phantom Menace, the Montana Menace. Great dude. Love Montana. You. You so oh, what an absolute gent. Josh, we got Green Plumber. What else does he go by? Fucking Ouija. Okay, dude, we got to speak here a minute for like I, I I don't know if I don't know if it's right to do this, but I would think he'd like this. Green Plumber, shout outs to you, bro. He's currently giving two hundred and twenty dollars to Sacred Icon. Holy shit! Are you serious? And he's gonna be. He's also in the Sacred Boy tier, and he'll be on the podcast in a month or so here. Oh my god, Green Plumber! Yeah, I didn't dude. even know that because Brian has a little bit more like viewability to some of yeah. that. Holy shit! Amazing. Thank you. Oh so my much. god. And we you're so great, man. Seriously, and I, I love. One hand, see- we know. Go ahead. We don't value anybody else more than anybody else, but at the same time, when somebody gives a lot of like, that's a you know, that's well, not. You simple. still deserve to feel you know appreciated yeah. for that kind of stuff. And man, I loved seeing your Halloween photo of uh, the you you spending Halloween at home playing Luigi's oh Mansion, doing the speed Dude, run. Dude, you do not know the jealousy I felt. Like it was it was sincere, raw jealousy. I was like, was it steak he was eating? He had like a steak. Yeah, and he was playing Luigi's Mansion, and it was Halloween. I'm like, dude, that is a vibe right what there. What an that adult I vibe. Have. Yeah, I love that. And and also, Amazing. man, thank you for what you said about Jeff on the oddball and stuff like that. I fed that information back to him, and that meant a lot to him. So very cool. Really, really cool. Uh, love next you. We got man. the creator of the best cereal in the world. It's Codios. Thank you Cody-os. so much. Codios. We got the the guy that makes Josh feel so small. It's Joshy Big Boy. Thank you for your support. <laughs> yes. The Supreme Joshy. Josh, we have the biggest NASCAR Thunder 2003 fan in the world. It's Ryan Barker. Ryan Barker, my man. Oh, I Big love that port. Next to you, we got Dustin Mondre. Dustin I did Mondre that is here <laughs> today to say, I love you. Next, we got Anthony Nicolosi, who I now love more than ever because he came in the Discord to be like, yeah, uh, Roland freaking sucks, and it's not <laughs> Thank you for Hell that. Hell yeah, man, he does. Uh, the dude sucks ass, Corey not Hanks. the cool kind. What's up? Corey Hanks. We got Corey Hanks. Who yes. He just he went back into the Sacred Boy tier. Uh, he is going to be on the podcast again soon. I'm assuming, dude. I, if I've left people out, I apologize. Every now and then, just the the patron total catches my eye. I don't mean to single people out, but Corey Hanks is closing in on three hundred dollars. He supported the podcast. Thank you so much, dude. Uh, amazing, you're a yeah, friend. Love you, Corey. Hopefully we'll meet love up sooner vibes. than later. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Awesome, dude. Next, we got Prey, who has been very busy with this business. We are hoping everything goes well for him. He's an awesome Yeah, if you guys mod, are out in the guy. Edmonton area, you know, you want to hit up uh, some uh, taco truck or anything, you know, hit up Bendito.yeg on Instagram. Dude, Brent Onimo here with Oni Nightwire. He is at $265. Oh my gosh, dude, that's incredible. I can't believe how many people. I need to look through this more and, like, check. People have been, like, wow. really dropping Brent, support. Brent, my goodness, man. Thank you so but much. Josh, next we got some pro. Protein jugs. Protein jugs in my Halo Infinite cups. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. There it is, guys. Hell yeah. Thank you so much. (laughs) Next, we got dropping in from the ceiling with that ODST Chili Drop Pod. It is MH Cosplay. Oh, that double XP Halo Whole Mail. Can't have Sacred Icon without him. Thank you so much. I don't drink Rockstar, so I get my Halo Whole Mail chili and I get my double XP. Absolutely. Thank you, Mikey. Next, we got the genius of the room. It's Genesis. 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 You're at the beginning of it all. 
Next, we got Ian Big Dog Mills, who's about to go hardcore in that Halo stream. And once Halo Infinite comes Hell out, yeah, thank you so I much love for your you, support. Ian. We got Photon. We haven't seen you in so long, bro. We need our meme lord. Come back. Yeah, we miss you. Come Baby, back come to back. us. You've been blaming been all along, Josh. <laughs> yeah, you I said like me. That. I no, said that was, Josh. Perfect. Good. <laughs> on the same page, at least. Uh, Next, we got KN Nick, who says, man, the quality is so good. I'm going to keep supporting you guys. Thank you so much. Love Hell you. Hell yeah. I love Appreciate you so much, buddy. Next, we got the guy with 46 trillion women on one pinky multiplied by each individual finger. I can't count that high. It's Trevor Pinky. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Trevor's like, what new way can he make this happen? I Ryan will find a, a way. I'll find a way. What's the, what's the saying from Jurassic Park? Life finds a way? Life finds a way. There it is. Yeah. Next, we got the Shipleys. Who will prepare. Every time I saw WandaVision costumes this holiday, I was like, is that the Shipleys? Oh, no. It's, it's the Shipleys. Shipleys. Thank you, guys. Next, we got Duststorm from Pontacular. <laughs> Brian, you're like, I'm going to hard take... with that. And you're like, nah, I'm going to lower the volume. No. But, uh, no, no I love that. Thank you, Duststorm of Pontacular. Thank you so much. And then we got Glass, the dude who is still gunning for that number one position, but just can't quite get there. But he is oh, the second so much, longest supporter. Thank you so much, Glass. And finally, Josh, who do we have? The man who saw Justice League and knew he needed more, Brian. Right to your door. It's Matthew Salator. Wow. And ladies and gentlemen, it's Saturday guys. night. Woo! Man, we got 60 patrons to go through. That takes a while, but it's worth it for you guys. So appreciate it. We're never going to drop that segment because we we think that's really important. Yeah, drop these we got people. Brian. Oh, man, there right it on is. Your face when I'm teabagging you. You know, I thought, I thought of these nuts twice here. today because I saw uh, there was a, the, what is it called? The, the Planters Peanuts Twitter was like, uh, what's the favorite kind of nut? It was like, and then people were like, D's. D's. <laughs> I thought of you. And then I saw somebody was posted a picture of the the brutes from the Halo Wars Two uh, campaign, the Brute Brothers. And they're like, "Don't these brutes' heads look like a nutsack?" And I was like, "What?" That sounds like something Josh. Would they say, do. So. <laughs> yeah, but uh, guys, thank you so much for being here for another episode of this podcast. Uh, we hope that you guys don't love Roland because if you do, you need to go find a therapist or something or check your <laughs> lives. Because damn, I'm just kidding, guys. Roland's fine, but not really. We hate not him. really, not but really. As always. Thank you for being here on the Sacred Icon Podcast, and as always, keep it sacred. Is anyone going to answer me? You're out of line, Roland. Yes, sir, but so is everyone else. You created Cortana, Doc, and now you're throwing her out the airlock with these accusations. Roland. You think she tricked the Master Chief into abandoning his post? Respectfully, sir, to what end? You don't know. I don't know. What? You should probably just meander back there. Take a look. See if he's hmm. see if he's back. Dare I? <laughs> you know what? I'm going to. For old time's sake. Like, no! God! No! God, please, no! 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 No!